The views expressed on the Big Shiny podcast do not express the views of Big Shiny Robot as a whole, its subsidiaries, or its sponsors. And the Big Shiny podcast contains coarse language like penis butt. <laughs> <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith. Casey Muse. Welcome to Big Shiny Robot. Funny anecdote. Welcome to the latest episode of the Big Shiny Podcast, episode 51. This week we're going to be talking about E3, pretty much, with a dash of comics. A little bit. Just a dash. There's the beer pop. Where's that beer from? I'm going to pop my balls here. There we go. Ooh. How are you drinking another one of those? Those are fucking disgusting. He's going to be sleeping in my guest room. Where's on the front? Vodka That's and lemonade. True. This motherfucker loves vodka. 15%. Kylie's little ball. Kylie's staying thing. at I my appre- house tonight. I appreciate you sharing one with me, but it was fucking disgusting. I didn't want to share one. That was a whole I wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> He's really regretting that decision to share one. I know. I'm like, I, 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 this is my last one now. I'm sorry. I actually ended up having to dump it into my Mountain Dew Baja Blast, which I hate just as much. Probably helped a little bit. It helped a little bit. Helped choke it down. Anyway, I am Tyson hosting the Big Shiny Podcast. Sitting next to me, sharing his balls with me, is Kylie. Clam hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Eloquent as always. Sitting across from me, co-founder of BigShinyRobot.com, Lucas. So I'd like to point out that on all of our itineraries here that Tom accidentally <laughs> typed trying before Big Shiny Podcast. I was trying to send a message over IRC <coughs> and there. print simultaneously. Because I was drinking with you, and I was like, Tom, you, you put trying before Big, Big Shiny Podcast. Oh, man. You're like a tech guy. <laughs> like, I am... And apparently printing a document and IMing somebody is just beyond Dude, your capabilities. I had like three monitors. It was a rough morning. Two. Right? Two. Ah, fair enough. But it... I was there distracting him. And we the entire drinking. time I was like, hey, can we get some beers? Can we get some beers and bitches in here? He's like, no. We can't have a party. <laughs> we don't work at that company. Yeah. That's, a, can, that's a bleep coming. Like, you should bleep that. <laughs> they probably don't care. They probably don't, don't listen. We were, I'll be honest. I've, I, I'm pretty sure every member of my organization has been drinking simultaneously at any given Friday. So, anyway. And now everyone's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting next to Lucas, Jimmy. Cunt, shit, bitch, fuck, ass, tits. Is that a Blink-182 song? No, I just wanted you Almost. to bleep that out. Oh, okay. No, we don't bleep that shit out. We got the explicit tag. We only bleep out like the really like weird personal stuff. personal information. My dad. <laughs> yeah, that's stuff we've No, we don't need to hear about the sleigh ride again. Oh, God. So if I were to say... No, no, no. <laughs> I asked you about this one a while back, and you were like, no. <laughs> Which say one? that. Uh, <laughs> well, now I want to know. Yeah, now I want to know. Yeah, we don't say that word. <laughs> well, we found our limits, everybody. <laughs> yeah, right, right down that number. <laughs> it's already been marked. Three minutes, 58 seconds. I remember seconds. texting him. It was a while back. I'm like, hey, what about this one? And I just remember him looking at his phone, looking up, and he's going, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, going no, no. That's yeah, fucking funny. Crossed a line. 
Yep. We found the line. We 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 uh, we. That sounds so harsh. Very quickly crossed it. <laughs> we stepped over it, but you know what? We jumped right back. Yeah, we're gonna pivot and improve. <laughs> he double dutched on it. No pun intended. <laughs> All pun intended. <laughs> and uh, sitting next to Jimmy, oh, who's supposed God. to talk a lot about E3, but is really drunk right now. Boop, boop. I'm actually doing okay. I think I sure you are, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. I tweet about pizza a lot. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. You missed it. Like your last four tweets are about pizza. Mm. Out of like 2,000. You, you apparently did not follow me a week ago because there was a whole discussion. Hell pizza. <laughs> so for those that haven't followed, Thomas created a religion around pizza. Mm-hmm. And while this is probably our most bloated episode of the year. <laughs> we, we got time to talk. I want, I want to hear about Tom's bullshit yeah, so, religion. So here's the thing. I got really tired of people in my neighborhood coming over to visit me with the sheer intention of enrolling me in their religion. So I made one. And uh, talked about it at work. Uh, my man Chuck Sweat and I decided... Sweaty Charles. Sweaty Charles <laughs> decided to found this religion um, based around pizza. We worship the almighty deep dish. Um, you know, the triumvirate, cheese, sauce, pepperoni. Um <laughs> You know, we don't cross ourselves. We make the holy triangle. And we accept pizzas of all religions. So, you know, thin crust, deep dish, which is the the master. You know, we're open to calzone. Even though it is a closed-off entity, we feel that the calzone can be part of it because we don't judge. Um, we brought our first female member into leadership within three days of inception, which is like, I don't know, like a million years ahead of the local what's your, religion what's your, here. What's your thing, though? Because, like, in the Catholic Church, <laughs> it's, pizza. It's, no, it's spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Right. Ours is just... Pizza be with you. It's just you just made the triangle. No, but, but how do you get people to? Yeah, that wasn't toppings. even a. Toppings. It's a triangle. Toppings be with you. It was like a star. It was like. You just, <laughs> so is the, crust, is the crust on the bottom or the top? The bottom. So it's pointing up towards the deep dish where he lives. <laughs> Who is he? I thought the deep dish was him. Is this like Jesus, where it's like three people? You don't know your own religion. No, 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 no. So there is no, there is no thing. Like it's the toppings, right? You've got like I said, like I said you've got. You had to ask. Sauce, cheese, pepperoni, or the toppings be with you. Any three toppings of your choice, it doesn't matter. Is there like a Ten Commandments of the pizza? No. However, the burning bush was actually a brick oven. (laughs) I had a carnitas pizza once. Where does that fall in your religion? We accept it. Where does it, where do homosexuals fall in the pizza? Everybody can eat pizza, my can brother. Can I have? Can I eat breadsticks with my dad? Of course. Can like he? this. <laughs> my son, you can eat breadsticks however you like, as long as you acknowledge a deep dish or one of his family. What if I sodomize a deep dish? <laughs> yeah. What if he just dicks down a pizza deep dish? In the name of the deep dish. Toppings be with you. I mean, so really? Because like I feel like, like I feel like that's like you walking into a church and just like grabbing a Bible and just opening it up to a and page and just fucking, fucking it. slamming it. Just sure, there is there, it. there is no anger here. I don't see the thing is is everybody is so wound up on the stuff, but really, pizza. I'm is not the saying you should factor. be angry, but maybe some limitations. There what, are no limitations. What about why? Alfredo sauce? Open to it. Okay. Why should you, what, why what should one sauce Cholula? be greater than another? Cholula or sriracha? Yeah, that's a big deal breaker for me too. And you have to fucking pick one. No, you don't. And that's, I don't. That's I, the beauty. Open minded, son. Who the fuck am I going to judge? Nobody. It's pizza. That's the beauty. I'm one of those dip my pizza mm. in ranch type of people. That's what about okay. that guy? What about folding your pizza? While some of us may not agree with the ranch dipping, it is okay. Folding is also okay. But so is like not, the is the ranch dippers like the FLDS version? No. Of them? <laughs> 
Here's the thing: is, is your pizza? No, th- if this is a religion, something can't be okay. What's not okay yeah. with the with What's the, the point of a religion dish? if you can't like cut a section of people What's out? Not okay? <laughs> yeah. The only yeah. thing, even L. Ron Hubbard got that right. The only if thing, you don't pay me some fucking money, you're out the door. The only thing not okay is not pizza. Like, why would you not eat pizza? <laughs> so people that like burritos over pizza, get the fuck out. <laughs> well, I mean, like you would have a burrito, but why would you never want a pizza? So here's a question: Who's the guy up top? The deep, the deep, dish. Dish. Yeah, deep dish. So who's on the bottom? Who's the 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 morning star? <laughs> if I had to pick a morning star, it the would falafel. be the calzone. So it is what? a calzone. <laughs> well, you said welcome. the calzone. Well, is the, so we we He's we like guy. we liken ourselves to the Greek because <laughs> yeah. the calzone is closed. He's not open to the world like a pizza. However, he is still a member of deity and welcome among all circles. And some what, what about gluten free we'll crust? Gluten free crust. Yeah, gluten free crust. I can't say these words. Holy shit! So as I said, we we. Uh, what are you and we, in there? we welcomed our first female member into the fold of leadership a week ago, <laughs> and, and she is in fact a glue. I feel weird that like you're really pushing on there was like our first female member. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that another we invited lo- her. She totally came. All I'm like, saying is another local religion still doesn't allow female leadership. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's fair. Oh wow! Did I slam dunk that? And all I'm saying <laughs> is that <laughs> I'd say it was a layup that like spun around the rim a little bit and dropped it. <laughs> so you got the toilet bowl. <laughs> Where are we going? Calzones? No calzones? No, calzones are fine. But he did, this motherfucker stabbed you in Just the Just so you side. know, we're going to have to cut the comic section. See, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand why there has to be a biblical reference. Like, the calzone is closed off. It may not be as open as the pizza, but it's You fine. keep saying that, but I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> what about manicotti? It's not really a pizza. Yeah, but it? it has all the same ingredients. <laughs> so does spaghetti, but fuck spaghetti. What about taco pizza? Ah, oh, we're getting mm. somewhere. Taco pizza is expanded, but I'll accept it. So those are the people we can judge. Taco, taco pizza lovers. <laughs> taco pizza is like the lesbians that go to church. They probably don't agree with a lot of this shit, but they're yeah, like, we have to go. Which, why would you go somewhere that you're hated? I don't understand that. No, because people like, people like lesbians. Trust me. <laughs> Where's your uh, place of worship? Mine would be the internet. Anywhere you can find a pizza, good brother. I... How do you whole- feel about Papa Murphy's, though? They're kind of half-assed oh, worshippers, right? Murphy. They make you take it home. <laughs> yeah. Make it. That's fine. That's not fine. That's bullshit. I don't... Why... You you are missing the point, gentlemen. I feel like you are doing a shitty job running this religion. <laughs> if, if you burn that pizza, you're, you're fucked. No. You were in charge of that. The deep dish forgives all. No, not if you burn it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the deep dish understands. Why, the oven is unforgiving. But why does the greasy pizza give me diarrhea? <laughs> What is that? Why does the deep dish do that? Perhaps a sacrifice. You need to harden your stomach via sacrifice. Of what? Whatever you choose. (laughs) I think I might try this religion now, guys. (laughs) All I'm saying is a really easy religion to follow. Basically, on Fridays, you have the option to eat pizza. That's really all we're looking for here. Is there why only can't eat? (laughs) Because Friday's the holy day. You can have pizza anyway. Why is Friday the holy day? Friday is fish we, and clam chowder day, damn it. How do we feel yeah. about pizza bagels, pizza in the morning, pizza, pizza in the evening? Oh, pizza in the afternoon. When I would pizza's li- on a bagel, you can I have would, pizza anytime. I would liken that to the Great Fast. What is the Great Fast? What is that? Well, some religions choose not to eat. We feel eating pizza three meals a day is the greatest holiness of all time. I was really holy in high that school. That doesn't make any fucking sense. You said not eating and then eating every meal. And then fucking bagels were nowhere involved. And that was my direct question. You are done. This is like Come any course. religion. This is great. Give me 10% of your money. That's all I'm looking for here. So that I can eat more pizza on Fridays. I've entertained this enough. I can't believe we talked about pizza for eight minutes. I can. I, I still yeah. have it. 
ton of questions. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Can we make this like an ongoing segment where we ask Tom about the pizza gods? <laughs> Especially because then we can go back and like collate them all into one episode, and it's gonna be nothing but Tom fucking contradicting himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over. Enter religion. Enter religion. I mean, like pizza has an option to all add like a balsamic drizzle to your pizza mm. now. Sure. Sure. You're just. So what defines a pizza? Is it anything like a crust of dough? You're like, can I put dog shit on a pizza? You're like, all pizzas are created. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy not, some dog shit. The deep the dish welcomes everything. The, de- the deep dish does. Like, why would we judge you based on your pizza consumption, brother? But what if I put anthrax Because at some point, we have to acknowledge that we're an advanced society and we don't eat dog shit. No, no, no. no. <laughs> what if I put anthrax on it and kill Tyson, but it was on a pizza? Is that okay? No, it is not. The pizza is against gonna murder. I'm going to hold a fucking pizza party. So the pizza is against murder. Of course it is. Do you know how many people die of heart disease every year? Here. That's not because of the pizza. That's because of, that's because of the pizza. <laughs> Wait, so we Look, got murder. I, I have a no, life. Murder. murder. <laughs> the pizza won't let me murder. What won't... Can you you can oh. fuck a pizza though. Yeah, you can like fuck a pizza. pizza. Yeah, you want to let that shit cool down a little. Wait, time out though. Time out. Is the, is the pizza- but not too much. Not too no, you much. Want, you want some warmth. What happens if the pizza burns my mouth? Did I do something wrong? Oh, that. Yeah, you I didn't think cool, so. You didn't cool off the pizza. But is, is the pizza god mad at me if I didn't? No. You just got to give it a good blow. I feel like you. the pizza god's mad at the me. The deep dish knows no anger. How does he feel about dinosaurs and like evolution? The deep dish has no opinion. Dinosaurs were a thing. Well, hold on. <laughs> the deep dish has no opinion. Dinosaurs <laughs> were a thing. Write that down. That's 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 uh, pepperoni. Three twenty-seven. Topping you. I can't write fast enough. Okay. Right, anyway, if you want to, if you want to educate yourself upon the pizza, this is a new religion. Tweet Tom. Hashtag Hell Pizza. I'm gonna make a website. Hashtag Hell Pizza. I just feel like that all that's going to do is garner me a follow from Pizza Hut. <laughs> actually, believe it or not, there's like three days weird. No tw- opinion. Deep so dish as no opinion. as we were discussing our deep dish, <laughs> our thoughts of the great deep dish and Hell Pizza, I did gain retweets, favorites, and followings from five different pizza parlors. <laughs> How do you okay, feel about okay. Papa John's? That guy's like a fucking bigot. Well, the owner of Papa John's may be a I'm bigot. A His delivery pizza. method is pure. <laughs> Okay. All right. Here's one for you. Here's one. Pizza knows no boundaries, my friends. Here's one for you. That does the crunch. Which which raised pizza in New York is the real raised pizza? We do not concern ourselves with the matter. No, shut the fuck up. No, there is a real raised pizza. Is it pizza? <laughs> Answer wait, wait. my question: Is it pizza? Pizza, pizza pockets. All Let's pizza. talk about that shit. Pizza, all yeah, pizza pockets. pockets. Is that like a calzone? Are like they a... worse than calzones? Are those kids like under the devil? There's not a They're ranking like child system. molesters. We, we just <laughs> <laughs> again, you're missing the point of the pizza. Yeah, yeah. Those pizza pockets burn my shit. You know, guys, you know how I know this is a true religion because he's he's backpedaling, <laughs> and his only defense is just to say Believe. the same shit exactly. over and over. God said it. Deep dish said it. Deep dish. Let me. Let me. So let's let's have real talk. Why is deep dish so cool? What, just, what about thin yeah, crust? Why is deep dish? Thin crust is welcome as well. I yeah, just but why, why deep dish? Why, why is, dish, why is that like, yeah, why is that Because I prefer there? deep dish. When Rosalie you worships. You prefer. So Tom is God. Yes. So when Rosalie worships, Rosalie prefers the gluten-free thin crust. Arthur Thomas. likes vegetarian pizza. He's so been a member of our leadership. Chuck Sweat, I don't think he even eats pizza because he's always on a diet. <laughs> Sweaty so, Charles. So wait, you, Sweaty you Charles has eaten pizza. What? You choose your own God based on your you preference. You choose your own God based on your pizza preference. This religion Look, is falling apart. Let me, let me give you the premise. Anytime a religious person <laughs> says something to you that may or may not make sense, 
<laughs> replace the word Savior, God, or Jesus with pizza. <laughs> if the sentence still makes sense, what they said is fact. Like what they said is fact? None of what It'll, you just said is no. A complete sentence. I'm trying to work one out. If you could help, <laughs> let me let me let's work it out. Can you pull so, up some quotes? Sure. So somebody says no to me, "No comic section." So, no, so, I, 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 let me just so, throw this in really quick. Read uh, Old Man Logan: Secret Wars. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so, for example, somebody approaches you and says, "God is true," and <laughs> so then you say, "Pizza is true." Well, pizza is a thing. Maybe it is. Somebody comes to you and says... I can't even drink. I don't know shit down. If Sorry. someone says to you, the good Lord forgives you, and you say, pizza forgives you... I'm going to look you. up God quotes. Yeah, look them up. Look them up. So if someone says, good Lord forgives you, pizza forgives you, that's kind of a silly sentence, wouldn't Thou you say? shall not have false pizzas before me. You're not saying this as a joke, are you? Is there is there any Street. such thing as a false pizza? If you have crust, yes. sauce, Yes, pizza pockets. Yeah, yeah, those are pizza. You just said fucking uh, calzones. Pockets, <laughs> calzones. I simply said that calzones were closed and we prefer our pizza to be open. Calzones right, but open. I would feel like I feel like the hot the pizza hot pocket would fall below the calzones. How so many listeners did we say we had? Here's uh, one. No, now. I feel like it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, here's one. Pizza, pizza surely listens, understands, and knows the hopes and fears you keep in your heart. The eyes are burning. For when you trust in his love, miracles happen. Does that make sense? No. Amen, Life brother. isn't about finding yourself. It's about discovering who pizza created you to be. <laughs> okay, this religion is actually pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so comic books. Well, hold on. Just a sec. I want to try another one out on Tom. I want to try another one out on Tom. Challenge me. I'm excited for this. I, I actually have one. Uh, Deep Dish has no opinion. Dinosaurs were a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With pizza, all things are possible. See? Pepperoni 1926. <laughs> so, I mean, pizza has bigger plans for me than I have for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's also very true. <laughs> I mean, that would explain no, no, no. your stomach problems. No, no, no. Pizza is the best listener. You don't need to shout nor cry out loud because he hears even the very silent prayer of the sincere heart. <laughs> okay, I got one. Hey, you guys know the footprints in the sand bullshit? Oh, God. <laughs> oh right, yeah, here. pizza carried you. No, no, here we go. Here we go. Here's here's the actual poem, according to Tom. <laughs> according to the deep dish. One night, I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my pizza, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my pizza. <laughs> After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the pizza about it. <laughs> pizza? You said once I decided to follow you. You'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. <laughs> he whispered. <laughs> my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never ever during your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints. It was then that I carried you. Hell pizza. But I, wanna, a, I think that's a walk off right there. I want to end it with this. Why does the pizza that's have a feet? <laughs> I'm going to end this with pizza, and then we're going to move on to E3. He who kneels before pizza can stand before anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me uh, leave you with the quote that I woke up to one morning that founded the belief in the Almighty Deep Dish. 
the pepperoni sits upon the cheese, <laughs> knowing that it has no purpose aside from sitting. It does not argue. It does not complain. It simply sits and makes no waves. Do not fight. Do not make waves. Do not aspire to anything. Be the pepperoni. <laughs> Hell pizza. So Tom didn't read that, by the way. Tom no, no, he recited that shit. He recited that shit. Our pizza. Someone went to Sunday school. Yeah. Toppings be with you. That's the best Toppings be with podcast. you. Toppings be with you. Toppings be with you. Cheers, uh, pizza master. Fuck you and your I'm a member religion. of the Church of Dudeism, but I'm thinking of... Uh, <sighs> Changing that. The deep dish welcomes all. <laughs> all right. Even. So, do we have to get baptized? No. Okay. Cool. I, don't I would love anymore. to just dip myself in some marinara. <laughs> <laughs> would it be like the cinnamon sticks? Oh, cinnamon sticks are dessert pizza is an acceptable form of worship. <laughs> we know, Tom. We know. <laughs> Wait, I really do want to ask him more about the same stuff. <laughs> Every week, let's just talk. I mean. Anyway, I don't need no more comment now. But imagine—I um, I just want to throw out—if if you have any questions about Tom and his pizza religion, uh, tweet at us at Big Shiny Robot, um, or you can tweet at Tom directly at, at Thomas, Thomas Winkley. Winkley. Yeah, you try may to help us get these Ten Commandments worked out. So far, we've got one. <laughs> Murder, not good. <laughs> two, Deep Dash has no opinion. Dinosaurs were a thing. So we're down to two. If you can help us figure out more. Yeah, um, Tom, the questions. I really would prefer that number three be something about the burning bush being truly a brick oven. Okay. Oh, all right, all right, right, right. That's number three. For the Lord Almighty Deep Dish wanted a way for us to cook our pizza. And he provided us their brick oven. How do you know all these fucking, like, <laughs> goddamn... He went to, like, hardcore theology is... I did, too, but I didn't fucking listen. <laughs> Top notch. Remember when I was talking about that God book? <laughs> the uh, God is disappointed in you, and Tom was like, yeah, yeah, verse such and such, this and this. That happened, right? That's fucking weird, man. It's the burning weird. bush was a brick oven, is that what you said? Hell pizza. Sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> or Hawaiian had, like, some journey song. All right, oh, real quick wow. before when we jump in. lights go down near <laughs> the pizza. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this religion. So I'm when you guys you are having sex and someone's screaming out God. He's oh, thinking pe- of deep oh, dish. Pizza. Oh, pizza. oh, pizza. Oh, pizza. Oh, pizza. You like that deep dish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shove my breadstick till it's covered in marinara. <laughs> Can you timestamp that? Marinara. You should timestamp that, too. Like you got some marinara on your, on your yeah, mouth. Yeah. You come out looking like the fucking Joker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, E3, guys. Sorry. E3 happened. Oh, hold on, week. real quick. Uh, Kylie. <laughs> Sorry, Kylie. Five comic book recommendations that people should be reading. Old Man Logan. Five? Jesus Christ. Said Secret Three. Wars. Three. Secret Wars. Old Man Logan. Well, this is all the Secret Wars shit going on. Old Man Logan's good. Old Man Logan's awesome. Secret Wars. Ah, uh, what? Oh, let, uh, let me tell you really quick. The, the Punisher uh, thing. The Punisher thing. Yeah. So, yes. first issue, Secret Wars. Worlds are colliding. End of, the, end of days, basically. The heroes are going to fail. They're all fighting together. Uh, Wilson Fisk sends out a... Uh, an invitation for all the villains to, you know, I've got a penthouse apartment. I'm going to feed you. We're going to have drinks. We're going to watch the heroes fail hmm. as the world dies, basically. So they they all go to Wilson Fisk's apartment, and as they're just kind of sitting there hanging out, Frank Castle comes, bust down the door. It's like it's the end of the world. Got to do something with all these bullets. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's fucking that awesome. Was awesome. But Secret Wars has been surprisingly, uh, it's, it's been good. I've kind of been fed up with Marvel and DC. <coughs> totally, I'm totally done with DC, actually, at the moment. Just done. Oh, with, really? I, Is I, it I, worth finishing Batman? I still have one more Batman. The issue 40? Yeah, it's like a robot Batman or no, something. No, don't even read that shit. No, really? No, 
I'm really good. And, and I, I'm not really surprised to hear you say that because I've been buying Convergence. Convergence? Yeah. Shit all the way up. I read issue zero <laughs> and meh. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, anyway, so yeah, that's it's all. Horrible. A decent thing that has been good, though, um, Justice League Gods and Monsters, I thought it has been incredible. <clears throat> Anytime so. you're fucking opening your mouth, I just want to ask you about pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be really hard to get through this next section. Let's move to E3. <laughs> um, all right, so E3 Jesus just wrapped Christ. up <clears throat> as of... Uh, We're taking this shit over here in a second. Yeah. As of uh, this week. What an incredible show. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I generally don't follow E3 a lot, aside from like what oh. you tell me was awesome. Sure. Um, Fair enough. Um, this year, I was like glued to it. It was so good. It was so, like, and, and again, I'm probably not the best person to make this comparison, but I really feel like it was probably the more exciting E3 Absolutely. to happen in mm-hmm. the last several years. One reason. Games. Yeah. yeah. They and dropped games this time. They did. Yeah. And this is the first year that every game release did not have the sentence PS3 and Xbox 360 in the title. And I'm not saying they're bad systems, but everything we saw but we're moving was past it. Next gen. Yeah. Next gen. Or current gen, I guess, yeah, essentially at this point. Now. It was incredible. So real quick, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of games. Um, we'll talk about some of these more in depth, but some of the, some of the highlights that we pulled out was... Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the Destiny, the Taken King DLC, Recore, Star Wars Battlefront, Minecraft, Minecraft Hololens, Unravel, Shenmue Three, uh, Last Guardian exists. Yeah, that's actually a thing, guys. It's it's not just a PS3 game. It's yeah. really going to show up eventually. Uncharted Maybe. Four, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Dreams, uh, Street Fighter Five Beta, Hitman, Firewatch, a uh, slew of Nintendo stuff. A slew oh, of Nintendo stuff. I'm Zelda, Triforce Heroes. Uh, Hyrule Warriors on the 3DS, Mario Tennis, uh, Yoshi Woolly World, um, Mario Maker. Mm, um, can't wait for that. Just, just to name some stuff. So, so let's kind of dive into some of this stuff. Um, one thing I want to start off with real quick because I think it'll be a quick conversation because Tom gave it a <laughs> was the D- Destiny DLC. Dude, they're they're out of steam, man. They're you think so? so? Oh well, yeah. This is what I was oh, talking yeah. to him earlier when we were hanging out. When I saw that on the list, I'm like, is that still a thing? It's, well, it's not. It's it DLC is not a great word for it. It's more like an expansion pack. This yeah, is it's 1. more 5. like the next chapter. Like, yeah, yeah, 1.5 is a good one. Are way you guys play. still playing this game? I, am. So I came back to it for this recent DLC. Here, here's the thing is but they're I'll probably just going to take the original Destiny and run it all backwards. And then they're just going to put no. a boss at the end of it because they're fucking out of ideas at this no, point. They're done. I disagree. Well, I'm actually pretty excited for it. Uh, so I just want to say that. So, so what, the, what Bungie released was the new trailer, which also revealed the fact that... Um, your guardians, so your your hunter, your titaner, your warlock, um, they're all filling up the uh, the third ability slot. Uh, so whatever one they were lacking. So there's three types of abilities: uh, void, uh, solar, and um, arc. Um, all of the guardians so far have had two of those void, three. Solar, whatever one, or arc and void, or whatever. Yeah, what, whatever one that they're missing, they'll have an ability in, in that class as well. Uh, they're bumping the the level cap up to um, <clears throat> fifty. Which is a huge jump. It's at 34 34 now? is the current cap, so they're, they're jumping at 16. Um, the the storyline sounds really exciting to me. Um, in the very first DLC that they dropped, um, you the, the big boss on that one was um, Crota. <clears throat> uh, this time around, it's his father, Oryx. Uh, and he's coming after you because you killed his son with his own sword. So, But it's also, he's introducing another race. Uh, yeah, well, it, you had not necessarily another race. It's the Taken, so it's um, 
Vex, Vex, Cabal, and Fallen. Like zombie versions, but yeah, still but a they new... have been like, yeah, exactly. Like, so new to, I, I don't know. A new they, enemy type to have to figure out how to battle. Yeah, exactly. And they've got like new abilities, like some of them like split into multiples or superpower um, their counterparts. Uh, so the trailer for me looked really, really exciting. Um, I, I'm excited about the storyline, and and I mean, I know it's just a hype trailer, and, and I understand that. Um, but the the one point uh, during the trailer towards the end, it shows three guardians, one from each class, like walking across the bridge, and uh, the voiceover goes, "You got Oryx's attention. Now go take his head." Which just if you're so, still playing the game and you're still invested in it, that shit's fucking exciting. See, and, and what I'm having trouble dealing with is the fact that people are still invested with it, and the reason for that is like, anybody here see Grandma's Boy the movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So there's a scene where they're trying to figure out how to cut budget, and they go, you know what? Just make the orcs pink, and that's what I feel like Bungie has done since the last patch. They're not actually making anything new. Like Oryx will be the only new thing in the game. Everything else will be zombie versions of the original model. Have you watched the, the vid doc? There's a whole new uh, planet and everything. Yeah, there's a new planet. There's a new ship. Uh, I just, I've lost faith. The, well, the but pe- how far did you actually get into the game? Yeah, what level are you? Um, I have killed... I'm not saying it's not no. okay for you to not like No, no, game, you're fine. But... So I have done all of the rating. I have not played House of Wolves. But what level are you? Uh, 32. Okay. So I got to 32. I have done the Crota raid five times. Right. I haven't done it on hard mode, but I've done it on standard. And at that point, I was like, okay, I have done all of this. What is there left for me to do? But see, I feel like that you can't. I would agree with you on that. At the, yeah, at the end of Crota. But I feel like with House of Wolves, though, there was so much more introduced. But I, I, Yes and no. I think some of the House of Wolves stuff is fun. I like the new levels. But for me, the hard part, and this is just the model of MMORPG. It's, right. you know, get good enough gear so you can do a raid to get gear to help you on the same raid to play the raid but, and get the gear and play the raid. Right. It's as just a, kind of this endless But cycle. as a seasoned MMO player, I've played multiple MMOs. This nickel and dimes you harder than any other one. And what I mean by that is I gave them $40 or $35 for the expansion, right? I do not feel I got my $35 worth. I feel that for 20 bucks, they should have brought me to where I am now. And now they're going to charge me $40. I guarantee you it's going to be $40 for me to play Oryx. I think it's 60 I think it's a whole new game. Jesus, no. it is not worth no. that money. So, it's so in their eyes, so a new like, planet, a new ship, no, and filling one 60. class level is worth more than $30. So are you it's out? 40. Are you not going to buy it then? Which is fine. I'm, I'm just... a coin flip away right now. Like okay. it would take it would take it is indeed sixty yeah. bucks. It, it would take it would take massive it would take all of my PlayStation friends or all of my Xbox friends convincing me to buy it. Right. I'll, it, I'll it, put it, enough time in it to buy it, but I'm yeah. not like the this Prisoner of Elders, while it, it's kinda cool, it's not I don't know. We're giving Bungie too much credit. That's all I'm saying. Well, and I'm not <clears> giving them or taking away any credit, <clears throat> but we're I, you know, I probably where I might get a little bit more enjoyment out of it is our little clan of of guys that play it. Um, always reliable yeah. to get on, and there's someone on that you can run with with a fire team. You don't have to convince anybody to get on. There's always someone on. I don't. I don't know. Like their, their enthusiasm probably helps carry it a little bit. But it's fun having a community. But yeah. it's also like after the last expansion, I got pretty bored of it. And you guys have all finished your three characters, but having one grind, I was like, I need to move on. I went back to StarCraft. Something it's hard. that's like mentally challenging because for me it's like well 
go here, shoot these guys, go here, shoot these guys. So there's not much of a variety. That right. was the hardest part of that game was to go back and level up two other characters so I could have one from each class. And but, even then, like that's daunting for me to think, like, okay, I'm going to run this raid three times this week with each character right. to get materials for what purpose? Like, none of this fucking matters. Yeah, and, and I don't, I, I know, like, Bill and some of our other that friends, irritates me. they're hardcore about that kind of stuff. And, and they do it and they, they find whatever enjoyment out of it. I, I don't, I, even with my three characters maxed, like or or close to max, like I I don't make it a point to do that. Sure. I just yeah. I, I like to have the option that I've got these leveled up characters that I could switch things up because my go to class is the warlock, mm-hmm. but sometimes it gets boring playing as the same class all the time, and I want to be a titan and just run in and smash the shit out. And, of and I guess the up. only reason I'm really hard on this is for me when I look at E3, I look at stuff to present me with mystery and excitement. And as soon as I saw the Bungie announcement, in my mind, I knew exactly what they were going to do, and I was not excited. I That's my. That. I was like, I know exactly what you're going to fucking do because you've already, they've already blown their load. Their game plan's on the table. They're going to give you a grind, maybe a raid, if you pay enough money for the fucking raid, and they're not going to do anything. And then they'll patch it, and the patch will have a couple extra <coughs> levels. They even mentioned that the, some of the PlayStation-exclusive content is finally going to be on Xbox with this new expansion. Like, they don't have anything new coming aside from a couple levels. I, I don't... Well, it's I feel the same like formula. It's, they, yeah. I think it's new content that'll keep the fans of the series happy, but it's not going to win anybody new over. Like, if I want to play a game with new content, I'll play World of Warcraft again. Jeez, like that game, every patch was new. And a lot of you guys didn't play it, but every patch was new. They I sunk a city, a they modified the world, they added classes, they added stuff. There's nothing here. I don't know. So I, 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 I feel like Destiny has run their course. I kind of want to move on. Let's yeah, move on. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a DLC. Um, it's a Star- expensive DLC. I want to talk about ReCore real quick I'm okay. interested in ReCore so ReCore is the creator of Mega Man and then the uh, yeah Comcept is doing this Me- which, Metroid Prime yep uh, it's team a Ninja? new IP yeah is it, no not Team Ninja Team Ninja did Met- the other Metroid game no it's, it's some guys that left yeah. the Metroid Prime team well, and Comcept is doing watch, Mighty Number no. 9 which looks gorgeous I just want to say go watch that trailer it looks really 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 fun yeah. I, I watched it it looks awesome Star Wars Battlefront so the hard part we talked about this earlier we got Destiny Halo and Star Wars Battlefront all dropping like the same and Fallout week, probably. 4 yeah but as far as like competitive first person shooter games the time I'm spending Genre. Online, well and yeah. Battlefront got pushed forward a month because originally that was a December launch yeah, that's gonna because it's gonna be before the movie now, and mm-hmm. the Battle of Jakku, which ties directly, which into was originally the trailer, was gonna be the cool. DLC content, is now part of the game. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, so they're doing so another Halo. Is that what you said? Halo Five. So Halo Five is dropping. Are you guys excited for that? It's probably yeah. my least excited title. I'm like the campaign so will be fun, be but multiplayer is probably gonna be Battlefront. Like I'm gonna be Battlefront looks bonkers. and some serious D's in Battlefront. <laughs> I haven't Did been you exci- watch the trailer for it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. So here's the thing is I haven't been ex- like I was kind of excited for Force Unleashed. Kind of. But I was very skeptical. I am fucking pumped for Battlefront. I don't even like FPSs for the most part, and Battlefront looks sick. Dice is killing it. Like oh my dog God. fighting with X Wings, taking wings. down the walkers. It looks Fucking Jedi walking on the scene, Vader force choking people during combat. That entire gameplay demo was incredible. It well, was phenomenal. A lot of people are concerned because Battlefield has had issues of late in the current releases, and you have EA. But you've got to keep in mind, like Disney is given EA exclusivity for their Star Wars games. They can't fuck this up. And they EA cannot. has been, or not EA, but Dice uh, Frost, Frostbite. The Frostbite's the engine. But Dice going, is the company. So Dice has been going to. 
Lucasfilms and scanning props and going to where they filmed Endor and going to where they filmed Hoth. So there's way too much at stake for this company to half-ass this. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna not going to say the second one won't be half-assed, but this one, this one is, is going to drop kick and be ass. fucking awesome. It'll be so good. I, I'm really excited for that, and and I'm totally in line with Lucas. Like as far as like the Halo stuff, I'm excited about it because I enjoy the lore and I enjoy the story so far. Like I, I really like the new direction they took it with Halo Four. Uh, kind of changed changed the status quo a little bit. Um, took the story in a new direction while it still new felt, aliens. Yeah, while it still felt true to the spirit of yep. Halo. It's like this really is like part one of the new trilogy. Like you you're, sure. you 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 ended your story with parts one through three. We're starting a new one in part four, but it doesn't feel disjointed. So, but the the PvP part of it, eh. the PvP stuff. Like, if here's the thing: is for and this is going to sound really asshole of me, and I apologize, but for people that are really into the, the arcade-style shooters, it's going to be a whole new world for them. Whatever, Whoever has not moved into Battlefield, Team Fortress, any of those games that require Rainbow Six even, any game that requires like a specific job per character. Right, team play. Team play. Those people are going to be blown away because everything I've seen about Halo 5 looks like they have finally realized, oh, shit, we need to have class play, we need to have team play, mm-hmm. and Halo is finally stepping into that. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like Halo will most likely, in my mind, outperform what Battlefield has done, if any, in my because they're going to bring yeah, that to it. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and, and I will definitely, I'm not saying I won't try out the, and, and who knows, I might try out the Halo 5 PvP and fucking love it. My and Xbox like, has got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I use my Xbox. Yeah, well, it happens. But um, the you know it's got to do something. But I completely agree. Battlefield Three introduced me to yep. that team play. Right, that was the that, first that was, gateway. Yeah, yeah, that was like my gateway game to say like, hey, you know, awesome. here's these different classes. You have a role to play. You know, if if you can drop ammo for your teammates, you better be fucking dropping ammo for your teammates. Mm-hmm. If you can heal your teammates, you better be doing that, reviving, et cetera, et cetera. And that really introduced me to to the love of that, right? Yep. And even so much like to go back to this, I, I know you're not a fan, Tom, but even in Destiny to a to a degree and the PvP stuff, there's there's a role to play depending on what class. Because it, yeah. based on your abilities, you can perform different things and, and serve a specific function. Well, it the- may not be so much like outlined as is like you're the medic, you're the ammo provider, but there's but there's roles to play. Um, with Halo Five, if they've introduced something like that, I'll be definitely willing to try it out. Sure, but there's just so many games. All yeah, at once, I, I don't know that it's going to be a flood, I, and I don't know I where wish, I'm going to find the fucking. See, I'm time. with Chris. I wish that they it wasn't fall. I wish they would be like, all right, Nick, they have, spring, summer, but, fall. But they have to. I mean, there are so many HD remasters and remixes coming out. But, we need new shit, or this generation of consoles is done. Well, I guess my what I'm saying is not necessarily this fall as much as let's let's put Spread games out, out throughout the year. It will. It'll spread. They're going to push some stuff. Back. I feel like Nintendo has a tendency to do that, but other these big guys that are getting the million dollar games are wanting to release holiday in, in my opinion the only games so far announced oh, that are going to hit their date fallout i'm saying is 75 percent chance to hit his date i think fallout's going to get pushed back when you know with fallout <clears throat> people are going to play that game oh yeah so and, if it's and, delayed it's delayed i just feel like uh, and we can talk about that when we talk about fallout but i do feel like oh the resident evil remix yeah and, and, and i feel like you know, we're getting Resident Evil HD. We're getting a full Gears of War HD remix, which during the PC conference they announced Gears of War HD is fucking coming to PC. Well, speaking of, you're Jesus getting like... Jesus Christ. It seems like 
they're trying to push that content because you had Xbox saying now they're going to support backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. which is huge. And then PlayStation, well, and then you're getting like Final Fantasy, which means I well, can play Street Fighter with so, you on your 360. Uh, no, they won't do that. Oh, yeah, really? So no, 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 no. So here's the thing: is no, 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 no. You've got to hear this though. So something they said in the conference, and a lot of people didn't hear that because they were right in the hype train. Is the developer has to opt in to the game hitting? That's so well, sad. Yeah. Capcom has already given Street Fighter 4, Ultra Street Fighter 4 exclusivity, and Street Fighter 5 exclusivity to Sony. Yeah, but the, it will not be. For, I, I don't follow. Is 4 the older game? Or the, 4, is old, 4 is the 360 game. So they won't approve it that. It will for not come to Xbox One backwards compatibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of titles that we want will come. I'm hoping to see like Bastion and a lot of the digital titles I have purchased. Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy is already on there. It's already on the preview. I want my DLC over. <clears throat> exactly. That stuff. I don't really care about Ultra Street Fighter 4 because Street Fighter 5 is going to blow it out of the way and I'm going to play Ultra Street Fighter 4 on PS4 since they mostly fixed it. But a lot of those things like Street Fighter, um, I bet Marvel vs. Capcom 3 most likely will. I see that one coming over because they did Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in the last batch. But it is kind of cool that like I could get Marvel versus Capcom and play with Jimmy. Well, you actually can't because they pulled that off the digital. But, but if you had it, hypothetically, if they did yes. a yeah. game, I could play with Jimmy. Yep. Exactly, and that's cool. But um, Jimmy, you got something to say? I was going to ask. Um, so street, so Street Fighter aside, like the Nether Realm fighting games would be okay. Yeah. The Japanese ones that are on the Xbox should be okay, which I think is pretty cool because then I could actually, you know, I might actually be motivated to play, say, Persona, yeah, um, King of Fighters, that's King like, of Fighters, yeah, yeah. I'll go King back King of Fighters. Fighters. I know Tyson will go KOF. back and play games because, like me, I packed up my 360. It's downstairs, but if they were to say, okay, on the list of games, here's one that you didn't get to. I can yeah. download it. I can play it. So I heard this from Mike. Mike told me he's like, dude, I don't believe this. And then, yeah, he's yeah. like, you're going to be able to play it. But um, that's why I texted Tom immediately after, like, so what games am I going to be able to play? He's like, not this, 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 but these are okay. Probably. Well, they've got, they've, they're saying 100, but they've also got a voting list. Yeah. So and a lot so of yeah, it has you have to do to with the developer saying. Lobby, yeah. lobby your vote. Yeah, like right. Ghostbusters I want, but yeah. Atari's yeah, going right. to say, okay, we're in. We'll do the work to get it converted over. Well, and, yep. and here's the thing to take, to take into account as well, and I'm not saying that people have not been involved in gaming for a long time, but a lot of the audience to gaming right now is newer. They have not been playing games for 10, 20 years. And a lot of people are forgetting that when the Xbox 360 announced backwards compatibility to the Xbox, because it wasn't like, oh, thank you, Microsoft, for doing this. It was like, a fuck you, Microsoft. Why don't we have this? Mm -hmm. Um, They have spent a lot of marketing money to change that perception. But it took them, I want to say, two and a half to three years before they even got the 300-something titles available. Now, they've said, not that this is going to happen, but they've said this holiday is when the 100 will drop. That's what they've said. And I hope it happens. I really hope they get it better. Because really all they need to do is drop a fucking emulator. It's not hard. I think it is difficult for them, but it's one of those things that it's going to really amp up the Xbox. It is. And it's going to give them an edge over Sony because, you know, they dropped What's their backwards compatibility? There is none. I wasn't sure. That's yeah. why I'm asking. No, there that. is none. With then, Sony, it, it's and, PlayStation Now, and you're streaming it, and you're paying them a subscription fee monthly to do so. Sony doesn't have backwards compatibility. They're pushing you forward Apple style. And see, Nintendo does, and I kind of wish they... It's great they do, but I wish they didn't. Because to have the backwards compatibility in a Wii U, you essentially have a Wii built in to the mm-hmm, Wii U. There's mm-hmm. two consoles in the one. Right. Get rid of the Wii, drop the fucking price. Yep, and that's and that's some of the stuff that I really wish would I would see happen. I'm excited to see the Xbox One get this. I think it's a great feature, and they need and and I'm, I don't know the console war concept at this point in my mind seems stupid, because if you look back at the numbers, yes, the PlayStation Four is winning, but really when you do the math, both consoles have sold millions 
both have surpassed their predecessors by leaps and bounds. Right. So the console war concept is dead. Tell you, Jimmy. I was just going to say, I texted Tom. I said that I wouldn't buy a new PlayStation because I don't like the controllers. Just like how, sure. how that's, they That's why I don't like yeah. PlayStation. Same so thing. if I did go out and buy the terabyte version of the Xbox One and they did put the majority of my games. Sure. Then the Xbox One would pay for itself, and I can enjoy the next gen games as well. And I think and that's then, what they're shooting for: is yeah, to be like you've exactly. got the like you're, you're their you're their the, target. Like, yeah, for, right. For yeah, but, but you're the, not going into an Xbox One with nothing. You can take your games, scan them in, and you have them on your. But at the end of the day, you still can't play Street Fighter Five. So why does it matter? As far as one game goes, yeah. As far as one game goes, but yeah. when you and I talk video games, what do we talk about? Sure. I mean, well, that's right, but it doesn't mean he has to get rid of the 360. Well, Street Fighter Five is PS4 only and PC. Yeah. For now, but, but like I said, like I'm not going to learn a stick. For now, no PS4. The Street, I, Street Fighter no, Five no will not to make you're Xbox. Saying, but I don't trust Capcom to as far as what decisions they're making because they're having a hard enough time. They keep being like, "We're going to do this. No, we're not. We're going to do this. No, we're not." Like with Mega Man and such. Sure, but I, I, I really, I don't think we will see a Street Fighter Five on Xbox One. But, that, but that's, we'll I was out. just getting at that because uh, again, like I, I'm not going to convert because I don't like the controller, and it's a $400 console. That's a very expensive video game, so that's why that's why I am happy that the Xbox could possibly convert some of the games that I'm playing, sure. just for that reason. And, and I can enjoy like two two more games. You could but. just go arcade stick, and then it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I could. So what you wanted to talk? If we keep moving forward, you wanted yeah. to hit Shane Mew here. Oh yeah, well I, I just I, I just watched the uh, the announcement for mm-hmm. it, and it was a, it was a Kickstarter originally, right? So they had talked. There had been rumors floating around that it was going to go to Kickstarter, but people have been asking for a Shenmue three for years, at least a subset of people. And you know, obviously Sega is not willing to at least a, a big enough at, subset at least of five and a half million dollars yeah. worth of people. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the thing is, I think part of the reason that hit so hard. And a friend of mine, um, Stephen Malecki, who's a game, local game dev and also a Street Fighter guy, made a comment about, you know, in his mind, Kickstarters for indie devs, which I agree with. At the same time, we would never get a Shenmue 3 without Kickstarter. But he made the point, he's like, you know, six to 10,000 people dropped five, a total of $5.5 million to fund this game that has absolutely no promises. Right, that could just... But, tits up and nobody gets anything. Right, but I think the cool thing is that the fact the matter is is they showed Sega we want a Shenmue three. I also think that if any other like any other games that announced a Kickstarter campaign at E three after that would not have done nearly as well. Well, and and I would also say that like uh, Kickstarter <laughs> isn't just for like the indie devs. Like I would say that, that that's a great place for them to go to get their games made and stuff, but. I, I think it also provides a platform of what we've always said here is vote with your dollar. And if if a company like Sega is a little bit tentative about like... Well, Sega well, shouldn't be allowed to fucking make games anyway, well, but that's but a whole you, other subject. Right, but you know what I mean? Like, where they're like, uh, well, there seems to be a demand for Shenmue 3, but we're not sure how big that demand is. You see, know, but, let's see, I'm on a different side see, of it. Yeah, because my counter... If you're a big business or you're a big company... You shouldn't have access. Fucking man up. Pay for it Pay or for don't it. put it out. That's fair. Because here's the thing: but if is you're like nobody, and you're yeah. like trying to make shovel night. And case in point, the guys that are that did a bunch of the original devs from Bioshock are making a game. Um, it's the, oh, what the hell is the name? Perception looks incredible. It's a horror game. That. You're a blind person trying to explore this terrifying world. They have seven days left. They have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar goal, and they're like thirty five thousand dollars away. I saw Tom donate to that. Yeah, yeah. They may not hit that. 
Right. These guys are seasoned, solid devs with a new idea for a great IP. And they have no backing. And they're going into this, and they may not fund. Well, and- yet sh- that Sega can just get... Like, this money isn't going to 10 or 15 indie devs who need it to make a game. This is going to fucking Sega, who has, if you're a gamer, they've been fucking us for years. Well, you look at, I can't remember who it is, there's a guy that has a Google Doc of, here's all the Kickstarter games that have ever been funded, and Mm -hmm. here is where they are in the process. And the majority of them haven't been made into games. They've crashed somewhere along the way. So a big company, you look at, this is unrelated to our topic, but Archie Comics. Archie Comics... Came out and said, we're doing a Kickstarter for Archie number one, which is our new rebrand reboot. And we're going to reboot this with these artists. They're going to do Adam Hughes and Fiona Staples from Saga. Oh, I think Mark Wade's writing it. Mark yeah. Wade's writing it. And we're doing this. But we need you to Kickstart us. It was two or $300,000. I can't remember. And everybody's like, why do you need money? You're a big company. You're big boys. Put your pants on. Figure out where you're going. And Archie's... Yeah. The reason they were kickstarting it was to get money so they could get their comic book into Target and Walmart instead of comic shops. Mm. And that's when these big businesses right. come in and do shit. You're like, you're a big business. Why don't you have yeah. the money to do right. what you're And, and I feel the do. same way about this. For and, me, that's and, and, Now, granted, I was excited they announced Shenmue 3. It's awesome. It was a great announcement. But I feel the same way about you know when they kickstarted the remake of the rhythm game from Harmonix. Um, fuck, what's the game called? It was uh, for PlayStation mm-hmm. exclusive. Um, it was one of the first rhythm games. But you know, Harmonix came out and said, "We want to remake this for PlayStation consoles, but we need to kickstart it." Fuck you, Harmonix. How much money do you have from Rock Band? Fucking, right. make, if you want to make the game, make the goddamn game. Right. Don't kickstart it, and then they're gonna kickstart it, and then they're gonna sell it anyway. I guess for fuck me too, like a niche game. You look at the. Oh, I can't think of the guy's fucking name. Um, you think in Tim Schafer? You yeah, think in, so you look at like Tim Schafer. It's like, this is a very niche game. Or Doug Tenapple with his... Right, with um, This Armor is a Krog. very niche game. If there's enough niche people, we'll make it. But otherwise, we're not going to get funding. Yeah, and this thing... And, and I'm cool with those. And I think I feel very differently about like Tim Schafer taking that game out saying, hey, I have taken this to publishers and no publisher will help us with this. Right. Versus Harmonix going, oh yeah, we've got billions, but we're we're not going to fucking put our own money into this. We're going to see if you'll fund it for us. Like it just, it, it just seems lazy when you know they have the funds to right. do it. So and so what else? That's we my here? issue. Um, I want to hit. Last Guardian. Uh, so you're excited that it even exists. <laughs> so the Last Guardian, they announced the Last Guardian during the PS3 era, and then like at this E3 conference, they go, oh, by the way, here's fucking gameplay. And I'll tell you right now, the game does not look up my alley at all. But, um, yeah, I'm just shocked they're actually fucking making it. Like, this game's been in development for, like, a million years. It's not going to happen. You don't think so? You think they'll just... I think they'll fizzle I know up. nothing about it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it, it looks... It's, so, it's, it's it's supposed to be, like, an Ico-style game. If you played Ico or Shadow of the Colossus, that type of idea. Okay. Um... I haven't, but I'm familiar. I think it'll come out, but I think it'll face flop. I think there'll be like a million like, fanboys worldwide that buy it or fangirls. Not to and the it'll extreme, but like Duke Nukem Forever. It's like yeah. it's been in development hell for years. Mm-hmm. Time to just scrab it. Yep, time to give up. So, um, Uncharted, Uncharted 4. 4 looks awesome. Oh my god. And I'm super, I should have been at E3 this year. I'm really sad to think go. So, you know, they played they did that gameplay demo during the stream. They had a press screening where you could go in and watch after that and continue to watch the gameplay. 
And everybody walking out of that room was like, you think that what they showed on stage was incredible? You should have been in for the next 20 minutes because it was fucking insane. Mm, that awesome. game looks gorgeously well, they, amazing. They're doing a re-release of the first three, right? In HD? Uh, they're doing a collection in HD this fall, yeah. <laughs> for PS4. We Another, yeah, 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 year of the re-release. Yeah. Everything's getting re-released, so you in case Final you missed Fantasy. it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasy VII is getting Wait, the... So, but, but, it's just, but it's just the, uh, the, uh, the uh, cutscene. No, right? the whole or, game will be new. So so last year, right, right, right. So, but but the only thing shown was the cutscene. Was the cutscene, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But gotcha. I'll be honest, my reaction when they announced Final Fantasy VII, aside from semi excitement, was like, "Holy fuck, they're actually doing it!" Yeah, how how is it gonna? That's that's oh, it'll sell. Sell. and so It'll let's sell. let's be clear about this. This is not they're taking the game and updating the graphics. They are rebuilding. They the game rebuilt the game up. from the ground. Yeah, up. same story for current gen. visually audio. Everything will be redone. Barrett the, and Cloud look cool. Oh, they look way cool. Yeah. And like so, and here's the thing: like looking at it. So I'll give you guys some history of Tom. But about ten to twelve years ago, they released Final Fantasy VII Advent Children the movie. They also did a game for PSP to accompany it. Along that same time, that's when the crowd was like, holy shit, we're going to get a Final Fantasy VII remake. No, we didn't. Instead, we got Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus on PS2, which was like a third-person shooter, rail shooter mix. It was kind of shitty. So we get that. Then they make Final Fantasy VII Spirits Within. That could have been first. I can't remember, but that came out. Again, everyone, oh my god, we're getting closer to a Final Fantasy VII remake. When they announced the PS3, the way they showed off graphics is they did a Final Fantasy VII tech demo. And it was Final Fantasy VII with PS3 processing. And again, oh, we're getting a Final Fantasy III fucking, or VII fucking port. We're getting a new version, a remake. And the head of that studio came out and said, we have so much on our plate, there is no fucking way that we have time right now to do a Final Fantasy VII remake. So I was like semi-excited and more equally stunned when they announced it. Like, holy shit, they finally hit that point where they're like, well, I guess we better fucking do this. Get some money. Get some money, <laughs> and and it's funny too because last year they announced that they were gonna do they were gonna take the PC version of seven and port that to PS4, mm. oh, which really? is still happening. So, so they're gonna, gonna give versions. you like a shitty HD upscale, and then they're gonna release the remake, which just proves you know proves what I believe in Square Enix are money hungry. I mean they're the guys selling a Final Fantasy VI RPG that's been out for twenty years on the on a mobile phone for sixteen dollars. They're just trying to stack money. It's as like fast it's like can. a hush. Like every single year, hush comes out with another fucking book. Yep, <laughs> so and it's the same like, story. Like it was six, just like a new cover. Yeah, yeah. there's like yeah, six yeah, fucking yeah. versions of the fucking book. That being said, I will probably buy the Final Fantasy VII remake and play the fuck out of it. So there's that. It was. Um, a, I'm excited to see Cloud be the same age consistently through all the cutscenes. So <laughs> good for them. What else do we want to hit on uh, before Nintendo? Probably Street Fighter Five beta oh and then God. MKX. I want to talk about Fallout. Fallout. That's the whole reason I'm going to buy it. Yeah, and, and honestly, like I feel that as let's far talk about Fallout. well, and yeah, and let's just talk about the fact that Bethesda did their first ever E3 conference. This was their first year of Bethesda having a dedicated E3 conference. Oh shit! And they blew my mind, dude. Fuck Fallout. Let's talk Doom. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Doom looked incredible. I didn't see that. What's what it, I heard? Uh, it was sixty frames a second, high speed, balls to the wall action, and it wasn't. So Doom Three was more of like a mix of like horror slash shooter. Yeah. No, dude, this was Doom One on acid. There were monsters fucking everywhere. There was like execution kills. You were jumping from weapon to weapon to weapon to weapon. Nightmare mode. Night. Oh yeah. The chainsaw yeah. is fucking visceral as shit. Mm. Like you are pushing the chainsaw through the monsters. 
oh my god, Doom looks insane. And then they're taking it and saying, hey, you know what? <clears throat> PC, consoles, whatever, we're going to give you a full game creation mode where you can make your own multiplayer maps and test them on the fly. Wow. And it's using the game engine. So not only are PC gamers going to get to build their own mods, but console gamers are going to get into that world. <laughs> and that's important. Because well, that's going to give the game a longevity. Isn't with the new Fallout similar? You'll be able to play mods on the Xbox that mm-hmm. are available for the PC. I believe so, and they're that's also they also have a new crafting system, which it looks fucking amazing in Fallout, where you basically mm-hmm. just like find junk in the world and repurpose it and build shit. Yeah. Fallout so Four looks nuts. So Kylie's been awful quiet. I've, th- these Let's are talk the, about these Fallout are the games the- I like. I like if I'm spending sixty bucks on a game, I want to I want to take a hundred and fucking eighty hours <clears throat> oh, to dude, go get, through all this yeah. shit. You know. Um, I went to the even after they announced they're doing the uh, the special editions, and I've the never boy. The did, you, boy? did you pre-order? I it? did. Yes. Oh, you son of a bitch! I don't have this. I don't have a PS4, but I'm fucking ordering. Who gives this a thing fuck? You're gonna drop your smartphone, that giant so. fucking wristwatch, and even the developer admitted he goes, "This is gimmicky as fuck," and we're gonna do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, dude, that dude gave no fucks. So cool. So you're gonna get an X Gen console to play Fallout? Yes. Mm-hmm. I am waiting until probably the end of the year when they do the terabyte. So I'm, I'm like, waiting for that. I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe I know people have said drop. it's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. The, uh, probably at the very least a price drop yeah, or pro- a bundle. Or you can just go buy a laptop hard drive and stick it in. That too, that's, that's, that's my thing. So, um, Street Fighter Five. Oh, there's five so characters now? Six. So you've Six. got Cammy, Birdie, Ryu, Chun-Li, Bison. Bison. Five? Is it only five? I feel like there's another one. Oh, yeah, Nash. Charlie Nash, oh, Charlie six. Nash. Um, game looks phenomenal. They're doing a lot of cool changes. I watched probably eight hours of gameplay this week so, total. So one of the changes now are the uh, combo system isn't going to be as hard, or it doesn't look as hard. Yeah, uh, James Chen was saying that there's a lot more input buffer. So the one-frame links are not nearly as tight. So in Ultra Street Fighter Four, a one-frame link is literally, at 60 frames a second, you have one sixtieth of a second to get the input in. There's a so much it makes wider. Really difficult. So yeah. if you do them, you're the shit. Yeah, there's a much wider buffer in this, so it's almost a little more chain related. So you can just go at it. Maybe more like Marvel we were talking about. A little more, yeah. Which could open up. Looks gorgeous. <laughs> animates yeah. beautifully. That's your bread and butter. Um, and just the, I mean, the game just looks cool. They also got rid of chip damage, um, except so for on super blocking, moves. Yeah. So if you're, you're blocking, them. you don't take damage, which. In 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 Street Fighter Four right now, super move or like you know special moves, fierce hits, things that will chip. There is no chip except for on super moves or if they have their V trigger activated. There's also the V trigger, which um, X Factor and Marvel similar okay. idea, except for I don't think it mitigates damage; it just does more damage. Okay. Um, so that's another thing. Um, God, it, it just it looks, looks incredible. Do you think it's a game changer for competitive fighting? Um, that's a good question. I think it's a game changer for Street Fighter. I don't know about for competitive fighting. For me, it, well, it looks like a hybrid. The game changer for Street Fighter kind of seems like, yeah, like I mean, by association. Sure, like, and, and like people are gonna like the, the those who play these games competitively for a living or even semi pro or whatever. You know, it's gonna be different. It'll be different, but the fundamentals will be the same. Right. I mean, you're still gonna have a lot of the same fundamentals as far as spacing, hit confirming. Um, frame traps, mix-ups, cross-ups. Like they, they, uh, they almost took like the uh, all of the art styles, like the real drawings and stuff that, that uh, people really, really like, and they made it updated, like yeah. nice and clean and crisp. So you still got really good art, like Japanese style or whatever. You got really good at that, but with 
an updated engine to move and, around. And on. you have to take into account too that this is, I mean, this is super early. You know, we're June of 2014. Yeah, this shit, game is, shit could change. Or 2015. This game is spring of 2016 ish. You know, I'm assuming they're going to have it out before Evo 2016. A lot could change. You know, Bison's damage is fucking crazy, and his hair's gray. His, his hair is just gray. like aesthetic yeah. wise. Like they yeah. they uh, aged him. And Ryu, Ryu, dude, his he, flame, he looks a little older too. Did you see any of the flame pressure? So Bison has a move where he lifts flames out of the ground, scorpion style, oh, I didn't see and that. his I pressure see that. he can create from that because it's like a three or four hits. So he's like jab, jab, medium flame pressure. And even if they're blocking, you're like you're locking them in these block chains. Kind of like incredible. Marvel. So you yeah. don't know like when to stop blocking because you're like, well, how long is this going to go on for? Yeah, yeah. overheads so. are key. Light like jabs are no longer a hit confirm. You're almost hit confirming off of mediums. It just looks like a completely different world. But at the same time, I think from a pro level, you know, the pros that are really solid at Ultra Street Fighter 4, I just have good fundamentals and have been playing fighting games forever, they're going to level up real quick. I do also think, though, this gameplay change is going to take people that maybe were okay at Ultra Street Fighter 4 that were solid but not amazing. It's going to cater to their style, and they're going to rise to the top as well. So, so it's going to shake, it's gonna shake things up, yeah. I think the inputs are a little bit more simpler, right? They're a little more forgiving, yeah. So because you have a, a better window to put your combo in or easier ways to do things. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Looks awesome. I'm stoked. So, I'm so pumped. Before we jump into the Nintendo stuff real quick, just one more. Uh, Two more. What was the one you wanted to talk about? Hitman and Firewatch. That's that's two more, because I was going to go to MKX. Let's talk MKX, and I'll, I'll be short on really Hitman quick. and Firewatch. Yeah, I'll, I'll be quick on MKX. No, take your time. I played it for the first time with Tom. Um, oh, I still want to play it. It's it was, so good. It was a lot of fun. Um, growing pains, but yeah, uh, it's definitely a really, really, really fun game. Tom's got all the DLC, so it was fun to mix it up with Jason Voorhees or Tanya. Or all, Jason is or, so good. Or, and then, again, uh, another... Jason OP. <laughs> Dude, he he's is. Good. He's really Jason's good. OP. He's really good. I do like the uh, different fighting styles per character. Three for each character. It changes away, or the, it changes a lot of things. That like Jason, for instance, mm-hmm. changes just his moves I, in general. Jason's right? the most drastic because like Slasher Jason has that you know his machete and he's so like versatile as far as quick damage and hard hits. Whereas you know Relentless and then Relentless, you're just fast and you're just slugging people. Yeah, and then there's and I can't remember there's there's Relentless and I can't remember off the top of my head the third one, but he rises. Yeah, he after. comes back, so you finish him and he gets struck with lightning and comes back and gets like twenty percent life to fight again. Oh, so good. It is a really fun game. Again, I've only played it once. Growing pains, uh, so I'm not that good or anything, but it is a very, very, very fun game. Yeah, and I think MKX is. I the, still need to try that out. It's probably the best of the NetherRealm fighters. Like, I feel like NetherRealm Studios, NRS, spent a lot of time figuring shit out into MK9. They leveled up and found some really good shit for Injustice Mm -hmm. and took everything they learned about Injustice and applied it to MKX and made a really, really great fighter. Completely agree with that. And if they do an Injustice 2... It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fucking. Gonna it's be gonna, fucking gonna be off the chain. Not so. Yeah. It'll be so good. I, I hope they do an injustice too. I think they will. They they kind of mentioned it um, late in the run of injustice, mm-hmm. which doesn't say a lot because injustice's run was so fucking quick. Well, I hope they wait. Well, right, and and but also oddly enough, the injustice comic. Uh, has actually done really, really oh, well. Oh, yeah, it's still yeah. going. They're, they're on year three? Year four. Year four. Yeah, yeah well, so they're on Injustice year four. So the, the cool thing is is that that would give them an opportunity to age the game, mm-hmm. like, or the yeah. characters, like, later in the Story timeline. mode. Of, yeah. Well, and and this is we're saying, too, you know, we're two and a half months, three months into MKX territory. I can't remember when it, when it launched. Was it March? Something April? Like that. Yeah, something So like we're that. two to three months into MKX territory. The tournament scene for Mortal Kombat is not fading yet. 
And I know that sounds like really early to say that, but Injustice started to diet about this point. Yeah. Um, a lot of pro players were like, fuck this game, it's broken, and walking away. MKX is getting better. Their patches are cleaning it up. They're tightening gameplay, and people are still playing it. Yeah. Um, well, Mortal Kombat's are bread and butter. Of course, they're going to take a little bit more well, care. And, but that's yeah. the thing is MK9 died about as fast. Yeah. MK9 got like one evil main stage. I think MKX could have two to three. And it's possibly it's, because of how much time that they have put into it with, mm-hmm. the, with the different fighting styles, with all the DLC that they put into it yep. so far. And, and, and Predator, you know, a lot Predator's of the pro players... Coming. Imagine how Predator's yeah. going to fight. We still don't know. We still haven't seen how he fights, but Predator's going to be yeah. in the fucking game. And a lot of the big Street Fighter guys are behind this game still saying, no, this game is still solid, it's still fun, it's still unique. Where, again, at this point, people were saying, no, fuck this game, we're out on Injustice. They're yeah. like, you know what, this is just broken, you know? I want to play this character, and this character is not just, like, bottom tier. This character is bottom tier and unplayable. And that's the difference. You know, Street Fighter, all you know, there's tier lists and whatever, and everybody has their own theories, but every character is playable competitively. With Injustice, that is not the case. In MKX, I feel that that is the case. Except because they, people are still discovering ways to play characters. Street Fighter, they need to patch Ken. He's just way over. Fucking Ken. Way <laughs> over. Son of a bitch. All right, Tom, you're two real quick, and then let's, let's yeah. jump it in Nintendo um, for the remainder. So, uh, you know, I really just want to say that I feel that Hitman, I didn't see Hitman coming. And what we have seen from Hitman looks fucking gorgeous. I actually have three, son of a bitch. Sorry, I thought of another one. Hurry. No, no. So, and Lucas will appreciate the third one. So, Hitman just looks gorgeous. I'm really excited to see what they do with the series. I'm really. I feel that Square Enix, or Square Enix, if you were at the conference, has done a great job with Eidos. So they bought Eidos, you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider looks fucking incredible. Hitman looks incredible. Oh, God, Hitman, it looks so good. Tomb Raider looks amazing. Tomb Raider, and if you didn't play Tomb Raider, the the Tomb Raider that Square Enix did, Mm. one of the best games you probably never played. No, I want to play it. Go back and play it. All the previews I saw looked really torture porny, but go on. (laughs) It's not torture porny. It is, however, Lara Croft falls down, but it's uh, amazing. So that Conan, the yeah, yeah. gamer stuff, yeah. There was, so anyway, it, it was really good. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> Conan oversells it a bit, but the other one I'm excited for is Firewatch for PS4. Um, so Firewatch is you're talking to some mysterious voice through a radio. You're like a forest ranger out on some kind of patrol, and it looks like a mystery slash horror game. The thing that enticed me the most about it was the fact that they gave you so little about it. So, like, she's like, hey, you're at your booth, right? No, I'm not there. Well, then who's there? And you look up and, like, at your little, like, tree house or whatever, there's somebody there with the lights on, and that's where the demo ends. That game just looks really intriguing to me, um, so I'm pretty excited to see it. Plus, it's kind of got that, like, Half-Life Fallout art style, which I just thought was really cool. Is that, like, a really PS4 cool. exclusive? I, I don't know if it's an exclusive, but they unveiled it at the PS4 conference. So who um, knows? It's like Destiny was unveiled there. Exactly, yeah. Two things. Um... No Man's Sky got announced during the AMD PC conference. It will be launching on PC and PS4 same day. Hmm. And No Man's Sky looks fucking amazing still. Um, you can basically look at the sky, pick a planet, fly to it, drop onto the planet, and start exploring. Um, not to mention they showed some space battles, which are fucking crazy cool. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was a game that I think if Lucas game more on PC, he would like Enter the Gungeon. Um, it was my highlight of the AMD PC show. It is a bullet hell shmup, um, top-down shooter. So if you played, like, Smash TV... Um, I remember Smash TV. Yeah, right? I didn't play it, but I'm, okay. I know what it is. So Holy they shit. do that, but it's, a, but it's got, like, the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past-style top-down dungeons. I'm trying to, like, describe this to people that may or may not be a gaming junkie like me. I can and it's it. got co-op mode. 
so you're filling the screen with bullets, trying to kill everything, uh, like Binding of Binding of Isaac style. They've compared it to Binding of Isaac because it is procedurally generated, so all the levels are random. Mm-hmm. But you play through this level, and you're just dodging shit as fast as you can, and they get to the first boss fight in this demo, and it's four statues in a square, bouncing. And um, Day 9 stops and goes... This is like a Zelda from Link, the boss from Link to the Past. They go, oh yeah, it's based on that. <laughs> so imagine the four statues from Link to the Past that you fight in the desert castle, I believe. Okay. Filling the screen with bullets and laser beams, and you're trying to survive. <laughs> it looks like so much goddamn fun. So that was like the best part of the PC show, which was pretty cool. They talked about some Blizzard stuff and a bunch of other stuff, but Enter the Gungeon is was one of my favorite games from, from E3, mm. actually. That sounds so, pretty sweet. Yeah. But it's just PC. Uh, PC for now, yep. I'm willing to bet that uh, Sony or at Microsoft will oh, pick it up on one really, of the Really, really quick, runs. too. Uh, Killer Instinct and going to PC. Oh, yeah, yeah. They announced that Killer Instinct will be going to PC, and it'll be cross-platform. So that's kind of Microsoft's jab back. So if you're playing KI on Xbox One, or if you're playing KI on PC, you'll be able to play each other. And nice. it will be coming out in the coming year. But we, we'll but we, but we kind of guessed that, I thought. Yeah. Well, you and I had a conversation about it. Actually, before I bought my Xbox One, and I kind of wish I hadn't bought it now. Because we're like, if it's going to go to anything else, since it's Microsoft, it'll it go to PC. PC, and now it is eventually. So, um, super stoked though. Again, glad that Square Enix had their first ever conference. Bethesda had their first ever E3 conference, and the PC gaming conference actually had a full go. Though it may not have been the best conference I've ever watched, it was really cool to see that PC gaming was taking center stage. Um, the new AMD cards look cool. It was. Just, I mean, this is just a fucking great E3. It was. So speaking of. Lucas, Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo stuff. I, so dude, I want to I want to blow through this kind of quick. But okay, cool. So um, on the subject of E3, I loved E3. I thought that a lot of it was cool this time. But one thing that like, Chris and I have talked about, and I've talked to Tom about, I cannot stand fucking executives getting on stage and talking about video games. Right. Especially like EA, because they get up and say the God. same fucking hyperbole EA, about EA, like, EA, oh. it's going to be the best game. This is the best thing we've ever done for these stupid yeah, fucking so. reasons. And EA was the worst yeah, conference like, NHL 2016 will be Jesus better than Christ. 15, and next yeah. year we'll say that 16 was dog shit. And they talked about FIFA, and EA and was felt bad. like Nintendo used to try to fit into that bubble, but now they've said, no, we're going to do our own pre-recorded shows where we have like our skits if we want, we'll do a trailer, a story about the game, and just move well, forward. Fucking Muppets. And yeah, so they do fucking Muppets of Miyamoto, Iwata, and Reggie. Oh my god, the whole thing was was Reggie doing push-ups on We were talking back and forth, and Nintendo is fucking weird, and I love that they're embracing their weirdness. I just wish they'd make better games. Fuck you. So, (laughs) Nintendo World Championship was the day before E3, which was a hell of a way to kick off E3. For those that don't know, in 1985 they had a Nintendo World Championship, um... And I don't want to go into all the details, but this is the first time they've done another big one since, I think, 86 or 87. And it was fucking awesome to watch. They had some games that you've seen before, and then they had the Mario Maker shit. And if you want to go back, it's archived. It's four hours long. Boom. Yep. Or you can. Nintendo has, like, a best of 10-minute video. And some of the, the stuff that they made in the Mario Maker just looks insane. It looks like so much fun. I can't wait to, to join that community make my own maps but then to play other people's because i'm a big platformer guy so i'm excited for that um moving on a bunch of amiibos announced one of that the- that amiibo skylander hybrid is evil fucking crack so that is genius evil 
So the thing I like about Amiibos is that you don't need them for content. You don't unlock content with them because I don't like that you have to buy toys to unlock content in the game that's on the disc. I like that, like, so Yoshi's Wooly World, your character will change to look more like Mario or this character or that character based on which Amiibo you scan. Cool. I'm game. And then I can use this Amiibo on tons of games. Skylanders is starting to change that a bit. And this is props to Nintendo. Um, As much as people bitch about them, Skylanders went to Nintendo and said, we want to put some of your characters in our game for the Nintendo port, but we will stick to the style guide. So they stuck to keeping Bowser look like Bowser and use Bowser powers. And Nintendo went to him and said, no, 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 no. We want you to do what you want to do. Do something new with Bowser. Do something we haven't thought of that's creative and unique. So they created a magma version of Bowser and a vehicle for him and same for Donkey Kong, which is cool for Nintendo because... A lot of companies don't do that with their characters or their IPs. Well, and Nintendo historically hasn't done that really that Which much. Which shows so they're starting to open yeah. it up more. Yeah. They have it's to. Cool that they're doing that. So with these Amiibos, uh, on the bottom there's a switch that switches them between Amiibo or Skylanders, depending on what you're using it for. Right, which is genius. Fucking so the Skylanders genius. unlocks Bowser with his vehicle, and you can use him as gameplay or whatever Amiibo content they use. You'll be able to do that for. Um, yeah, maybe. Jimmy's telling me Mario Paint. You never know. It could be something that they do, too. I hope so. Well, I mean, they don't really make... Nintendo doesn't make original IP anymore. I want to talk about that with you. Well, Nintendo just makes the same thing again, so why would they... Of course, they're going to make Mario Paint eventually. Their game has done a lot better than I thought it would, and that's a new IP. Which, by the way, they were doing like an international, like Japanese and Europe and American Splatoon championship, and they had to cancel it because they found a bug that wouldn't let matchmaking happen. Still, that game has done a lot better than I thought it I didn't think it was going to do that well, and it's doing really well. Um, fuck you, Tom. I didn't interrupt you. Yes, you did. <laughs> Mario, Mario yes, Maker. You did. Mario Maker is pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate date for it to come out. September 11th, I don't completely understand. And they keep calling it the 11th of September. Really? They're uh, not calling it the Twin Towers Mario? I don't understand why that's the date. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. a, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Mario. I'm on his team. So uh, Tom is going to get his ass handed to me, or get his ass handed by me <laughs> to him. Uh, he's going to play Smash Brothers with me, and he'll be able to play as Ryu. Yeah, yeah, Ryu. Which is pretty fucking cool. So, can I tell you the best tweet about that ever? And there's going to be an Amiibo, too. There is, and I'll buy that. Um, so, there's a forum for Smash Bros, and somebody screen-capped it, but a Smash Brothers player was bitching that Ryu's inputs were too hard, because they were mad that it was down diagonal forward and punched through a fireball. Oh, really? Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't understand why you just can't have a B move. It was but that's fucking in the Ryu. Way, since that's how you we do were it. fighting that's how you kids. Do it. Yeah. yeah, but they're making the point that, you know, yeah. a lot of these yeah. younger Smash Brothers kids have never actually played a fucking video yeah, game. Yeah, well, before, they can so. figure Fuck it out. Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah so, right? I'm just hitting these. Uh, there's going to be a new Zelda game, kind of. It's yeah. it's it's the port they're porting um, Hyrule Warriors to oh no Triforce Heroes is the weird is the Four Swords sequel it's kind like of a Four Swords but with three people yeah. and you can play it solo but you should play with your friends I don't care as it much looks, about Zelda multiplayer games but. you know what it looked like to me hey guys we're not going to talk about the new Zelda so we're going to give you this Zelda to try to distract you from the fact that we didn't talk about that Zelda I think especially since it's the same tech because the guys that did the the 3ds game was a different it's nintendo but it was a different mm-hmm. team so i'm guessing that you know yeah and hey, I, let's get something out yeah and i feel that like final fantasy worlds thing they're doing is the same thing they're like hey we're gonna do a final fantasy worlds and we're gonna do final fantasy 7 remake because final fantasy 15 is really fucking far away yeah so and that's same a, strategy as long as zelda Makes wii U, when it comes out is awesome who whatever. cares yep so hyrule warriors is getting a port to the 3ds with some new content right 
Um, I missed Metroid. I didn't see that. It's not a Metroid Prime game. It's like you play as your me character, but the stuff that you're wearing in the game environment you're in is Metroid Prime themed. It's like a multiplayer oh. competitive game for the 3DS. It didn't look that interesting. They did play it during the Nintendo World Championship. That was one of the things mm. they had to do. Um, Mario Tennis. That was looks one. amazing. Mario Tennis and Star Fox were the two. I was like, yeah, Mario yes. Tennis is so goddamn like so goddamn fun. So I, loved, oh my God. I loved that game. I actually that and Mario it. Golf. I played the fuck out of Nintendo sixty four. Their yeah. sports games like that were it, fucking it, awesome. The only game better than Mario Golf is um, Hot Shots Golf. I don't think I played Hot Shots. Oh, you're nice now. Hot Shots is the shit. So Mario Tennis was exciting. Yoshi Woolly World. I don't know why. Most of the other internationally is getting a June release, but we're not getting it until October. And I'm pretty excited on that one. I'm, you I'm, don't like Nintendo, so who gives no, a shit? I don't hate Nintendo. Dude, I own every... I, just because I haven't bought a Wii doesn't mean I haven't been buying Nintendo shit for years. I just... Yoshi's Woolly World looks like a, a cop-out of Yoshi's Island. I'm just not sold on it. I really like the, the... I don't want to call it a gimmick, because it's not... It's it kind is. of a gimmick, but I like that they're doing it in yard. My favorite stuff with Nintendo is when they take, okay, this is a franchise you know, we're doing another game with it, but we're going to put this twist on it to make it unique. But I like that. That's fair, but they fucked up a lot. Like Kirby's Epic Yarn, for I example. I don't care about Kirby. We're talking about Yoshi. But, <laughs> but we are, because it's the same premise. The Kirby, The best Kirby game they made in the last two years was a fucking Kirby game that was just Kirby. In my opinion, Kirby hasn't been relevant since like the Nintendo. Then you didn't play the DS game that came out last year. Because yeah, it so, was legendary. So I, I don't give a shit about Kirby. <laughs> but the Yoshi stuff is cool. I like the Amiibo that they're doing that's a plush. Part of the reason I like that is because I come from... A, I'm not now, but I came from corporate world. And the fact that they're doing a plush is because some lady said, I want to help out the game. What can I do? I can, I'll make a, a plush Amiibo. Or I'll make a plush Yoshi. And Miyamoto and everybody said, that's fucking awesome. We yeah. should make this into a whole thing. Sure. That's cool. Um, the the Star Fox stuff looks like a lot of fun. Star Fox They're looks... They're taking some stuff from Star Fox 2 from that the SNES. That was the best part of their conference. And that's probably why they kicked off with it. Mm-hmm. That, like, the whole chicken it. walker thing, like, morphing into a chicken walker, marching around yeah, shooting shit. Yeah, your R-wing, mm-hmm. it doesn't land, it turns into, like, a mech. Yep. You shoot shit, you take off. And we talked about earlier, you know, you talking about them giving us a backstory to how Star Fox was created and all that shit. It was really cool. And see, I prefer that from Nintendo of, you know, Star Fox, the Fox character is actually this mythical creature in Japan, and there's this lore behind it, and that's why I picked it, and it's near our office. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That is. EA guy saying... NHL 2017 God. is going to be the best NHL because you can jack off your player. Again, EA, <laughs> fuck off. EA was, fuck e- off. aside from them talking more about Battlefront, EA was the worst conference. And you know and why? Because they were from, counting down to, hey, we know this is boring, but in 50 minutes we're going to talk, gonna talk about, about Star Wars in and, their own thing. Yeah, they're like, we know everything we have to show you is totally boring shit, but we're going to show you Star Wars soon, so, so hang just out. hang on. <laughs> and like even And that being said, watching the PC conference where like everybody was fucking golf clapping and they announced American Truck Simulator was more interesting than EA's conference. American American Truck Simulator. Why is it American? Because Euro Truck Simulator is already a big fucking deal. That's a million dollar franchise right now. Seriously? Oh dude, it's a thing. What the fuck? I think, no idea. Everybody brought their A game. I really like the stuff that Nintendo announced. Yep. Um, Uh, Except for Fire Emblem. Stop making those fucking games. Yeah, I... Like as far as the anime stuff and the Fire Emblem, there's like, a there's an audience for it, and I get that, but I don't care. Congratulations, you figured out how to make a tactics RPG and recycle it for fifty years. Fucking give up. But it's not a Nintendo IP, so I think cool. A third party company is putting money into it. Whatever. Um, 
there wasn't much about it, but Legacy of the Void, StarCraft, beta oh, stuff. They're I got actually, my key. There was actually a... Yet, they I'm talked excited. a lot about it during the PC conference. I'm I'm hope I don't... I don't think it'll actually hit this fall. But you may be right, but I am really I'm excited, excited to play the Zeratul missions in July if I can get a hold of a key somehow. I, StarCraft's going to be sweet. Yeah. Um, but that's... EA was awesome. There's lots of cool <laughs> gaming stuff Bless coming up. Um, <coughs> they did talk about a Heroes of the Storm as well in the PC conference, but... So E three plus two. Jesus Christ! Demons be with you. <laughs> yeah, so Toppings be with you, and um, it all comes back around. I mean, there's there's something for everybody, even a wacky oh, yeah. asshole like me. E three, dude. E three had everything this year, and yeah. my God, such a good conference. Like, doesn't happen on. It's like once in a blue once moon. every couple of years, and again, my favorite thing. Oh, quick, 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 quick. Sorry, Go for it. Yeah. Is Mario Tennis Wii U or uh, Wii U? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about the conference still was every announcement, PC, Xbox One, PS4, or Wii U. There was none of that old school shit, which made me so stoked. Mm -hmm. Did anybody else, this is going to be off topic, but anybody else notice they announced the Fatal Frame title for Wii U? Mm -mm. They're making Fatal Frame 5 for Wii U. And they had like a gameplay demo at the Treehouse thing. They showed it off. I totally fucking missed it, and I spent all day at work watching it today. I will be buying a Wii U to play Fatal Frame 5. I'll have to look up what that game is. Then. Yeah. Fatal Frame is scary fucking shit. Right on. All right. Any, any last um, comments about E3? It was good. It was really great. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That, oh, like, Mad Max. The, the trailer <sighs> for that game look that like game. Fun. I've been following that game for a few months. I am really excited, but I'm really nervous that it's going to be shitty. Play me. But it's kind of like Mad Max Mediocre. the movie. I have yeah. very low mm-hmm. expectations, well, so I hope I that mean, the game is amazing. Every game better come with a free can of, uh, <laughs> of <laughs> silver. Yeah, the silver. That's why they sold out. Yeah, the, well, the, that's where they all went when you tried to buy them. The yeah, when they the swooped the in, like, we need this shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, if there's anything else at E3 that really like blew. Oh, my God. Well, don't think too hard because we're the, out of time. <laughs> the Division. No, no, no. The Division. Tom Clancy's The Division looks fucking epic. Um, I'm not a Ubisoft guy, and it's funny because the running joke on the Entertainment Z podcast was the Ubisoft guy saying, we're here to show you tons of new IP and content, and then they announced Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, we're going to show you new stuff. Here's Assassin's Creed. I'm so sick of that. um, Oh my god, it should be dead. Um, The Division looks fucking incredible, and also For Honor looks amazing. Huh. These are two Ubisoft games. Uh, I think they're both being done by Ubisoft Montreal, but For Honor is like a medieval knight, um, almost like a Dynasty Warriors type situation where you're storming castles and you're uh, fighting huge armies, but it just looks gorgeous. Those Dynasty Warriors you speaks of, me and Ben. Oh, yeah. Who play that shit. So, um, and then <laughs> The Division is just looks insane. They're going to have rogue agents, so if you go off the reservation and go rogue, they're going to send other agents to kill you. Um, it's got team play, multiplayer. It's like Mission Impossible. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be sick. I'm. Those are two Ubisoft games. And, of course, Rainbow Six Siege looks fucking tits. And it's coming with Rainbow Six Vegas and Rainbow Six Vegas 2 on Xbox One, and I believe the other systems oh, nice. as well. So it, huh? Rainbow Six is a great shooter series. So, again, just it, what an incredible fucking year. A great E3. Like, it's been a long time since I've watched an E3 where I was like constantly like standing up going, oh. It's been a few years since we've been yeah. able to be this excited yeah, about like Last year there was a out. few key points. Um, I also think we should do a shout-out to uh, Bethesda for keeping Fallout 4, A, keeping Fallout 4 a secret for so goddamn long, and then coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we've been working on it for four and a half years. It's coming out in five months. Yeah, if they I actually, prefer that. Yeah, I totally do, too. And if they actually hit November 10th, good on them. 
Well, we've talked about that too because like Nintendo, um, they do that a lot more lately. They've done it some, but where they're like, hey, here's a new Mario game that comes out next Sunday. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you know, there's already an audience for it. You don't have to hype it. They'll buy it. Yeah, and like they didn't. And like there Fallout. Was, Fallout. And there was not a single goddamn mention of Zelda at this conference. And I hope it's because next year they're going to say, oh, by the way, Zelda comes out in November. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Agreed. S- stop giving us a trickle of information weekly. Just fucking give us a game. What and did I say? Butt sex? Battletoads. Oh, Battletoads. Oh, the oh rare, my God, the, the Rare yeah. Collection. Oh, yeah, fuck. we should touch on that. Right um, yeah, so the Rare Collection. So they're welcome. Cel- they're, oh, yeah, thank no. you. Uh, they're celebrating 30 years this year. Right. And so to celebrate, it's 30 years, 30 games, $30. Well, so like, 30 of their games. Banjo-Kazooie's in there, right? Banjo-Kazooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Battletoads. Um, God, I'm trying to. Uh, Perfect Dark, yeah, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah. Um, I mean, just all the good rare just shit. So much. Killer Instinct's not on there, but that's because you can already get it on right. Xbox One um, for free. For uh, no chaos. The old chaos stuff's like ten bucks. Oh well, even, but even yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, so much good stuff. Steal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, then, I'm, that's I'm gonna pick that up. That and the Mega Man Collection are two things that you should buy yeah. this year because they're doing I the. Didn't know they were doing it's Meg- I wonder if the Mega the, Man one through six are the rare collections um, just ports? Or are they updating the graphics a little? Are they just ports? Just ports. Yeah. Even still, we I, were wondering about I, that. I want to. I want to go back and play that Conquerors game. We used to have so the, much goddamn fun. We with were that talking game. about that because the Xbox redo the HD version. They censored it. Like they yeah. censored the songs, they censored the content oh, really? and everything. So that's where we're like, I hope it's the N sixty four one. I don't well, see why it wouldn't be. And I see from a programmer perspective, and we talked about this, wouldn't it make more sense to just write an an N sixty four emulator and then just put all the ROMs on the fucking disc and be done? Yeah, uh, since all the games are N sixty four. I mean they're cartridge based and back in that day the cartridge memory was not massive. You know what? Yeah. Maybe a couple hundred meg a piece. Is that yeah. this fall? It is, yep. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So and I, and I rare, hope I hope that they actually have the multiplayer stuff. For Conkers. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Teddy bears yeah. versus squirrels or yeah, whatever that shit was. Remember that I shit? I remember playing the shit out of that. Oh, You'd come over. We used to play it a lot. So much fun. I'd, I'd want to get back in on that. But all right, let's uh, let's wrap up. We're out of time. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please, if you're uh, subscribing on iTunes, uh, give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And, of course, we'd uh, or you yeah. can get in touch with us anytime. Uh, just tweet at us, at Big Shiny Robot. And you know what? This week, tweeted us, what was your favorite part of E3? Yeah, let us know what your part of uh, favorite part of E3 was. What you're excited for for this fall. Yeah, what, what game are you anticipating the most? Just whatever. Um, tweet at us at Big Shiny Robot. Um, all of us are on Twitter as well. You can hunt us down. Um, we'll, we'll tweet out our usernames periodically. So, sure. uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. Mm, goodbye. I already said that. I said it twice because I really want it to happen. Okay. What's going on, guys? This is Tom. We have a special treat for you on this episode. We have Rico Cordova from Rock Solid Box talking about his new Kickstarter, Raids of Dragons, for iOS and Android. The campaign is running from July 8th to August 8th, and it's going to be a deck-building game uh, focused in a fantasy world. So without further ado, here he is. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing good, good. So I know we've talked a little bit about it already, but um, so let's just start right off the top. So what is Raids of Dragons? Uh, Rage of Dragons is actually a game that uh, I started building uh, in February of 2014, so it's been almost a year and a half now. Uh, it was inspired by games like Magic the Gathering, and it actually started as kind of a, a gaming simulator that I was just playing with to see how that might work, and when I uh, got finished with the simulator, I was like, wow, I, you know, I'm 
I pretty much have a game here. So I built it fully and built a story around it. And uh, essentially what it is, it's a uh, collectible card game in an MMO environment. So it's a massive multiplayer online. It has a persistent world and it allows uh, the events of the game will actually be dictated by the actions of the players in the game. So as, as someone triggers an event in the game, everybody in the game will feel the effects of that. And, and you talked about a lot of that when we were talking before about that persistent world. So um, what other kind of world-based events do you think you'll have going on in this? Uh, this is kind of the sky's the limit. Um, I'm starting with uh, specific triggered events. Um, the, you know, the storyline is there's a king that's kind of oppressing the land, and, and uh, you're you're fighting to uh, the kingdom in order to take take him over. And and uh, as he sees your progress, he's going to um, he's going to like summon certain types of say like actually a dragon, rage of dragons, of course. Um, he's going to summon a dragon that's going to kind of fly over the land and then everybody has to try and help kill the dragon together. Um, that was the first event that I had in mind uh, to start with. But, uh, and you know, one of the great things about the way I'm doing this is it's going to be completely driven by the community, you know, as the people play and they make suggestions, I'm, I'm actually going to be crediting people with feature votes so that as they play the game, they'll accrue feature votes and then they can go to the website and they can vote on features that they want to see. Like if they like more of those events, we can do more events. We can do PVP driven events. Like if someone becomes, uh, you know, the, the champion PVP player, they might trigger an event that, that does like massive, um, multiplayer, you know, PVP events where you're actually fighting uh, five different people at once or something. I mean, really, like I said, the sky's the limit. So uh, that sounds so good. Um, how, so you've been working on it for about a year and a half, you said. Yeah. Um, what's your development team look like right now? Uh, this this is the interesting thing. It's it's all me. Like I, uh, I I decided to like I said start with this this uh, this simulator and and it just kind of evolved from there into the game that it is. I mean, obviously, I talk a lot about uh, the concept and the storyline with my friends, but I've done one hundred percent of the code. I've I've, uh, I've I've put it all together. I'm I'm trying to get people to help me with artwork, which is of course I'm not an artist at all, and so that's really where I'm struggling is trying to get the artwork in place. But as far as the code, it's all me. I am the development team. And it sounds like you've already got the server side client running, correct? Like you already have most of the hard stuff is pretty much built. Yeah, that's actually uh, very true. We we uh, like I put up the the I put up the server um, probably I would say about six months ago as kind of a beta for myself, just to make sure that I could get uh, client side software. So you know I'm going to be releasing this for the iOS and Android to start. And so I was playing with some of the software that you put on phones just to make sure that it could hit my server correctly. And um, the server has been up for many months, and and the entire game engine is on that server. You can play the entire game right now through text, through uh, what they call an API, an application programming interface. You can play the entire game. You can level your characters. You can draw cards. You can fight enemies. Um, the entire thing is available, and I've been leveling up like test characters for the last six months on that test server. And the you know the idea now is to wrap the output of that server into a graphical interface for people to actually play. But I need artwork in order to create something worth looking at. And, and when we were talking before, you did mention that the art style you're kind of going for, um, what is that? Like, what kind of art style are you pushing for with these cards? Uh, the, the art style is going to be definitely themed based off of like a medieval or fantasy style. Um, I have a lot of great artists that I've gotten off of DeviantArt. Some have actually have um, contributed artwork towards Magic the Gathering itself and several other video games. And uh, it's it's going to be 
very, um, I would say very just fantastic style. If you've ever played Magic the, um, the Gathering, it's going to be something similar to that. Uh, there's going to be lots of wizardry and magic and elemental magic, that type of stuff in there. And um, how much money are you guys looking to kickstart through this? Like, What's, the, what's your target right now? Uh, the target goal for the Kickstarter campaign is $15,000. Um, that's going to get me enough artwork to put in the kind of the standard base set of cards. Um, however, I have built the, the, uh, the server-side software so that I can expand mm, as t- pretty much as many cards as I want, and the limit is entirely on how many artists I can get to help me you know, build the art. Sure, absolutely. And... I don't know. I love the idea of a card-based game. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, card-based games going on right now. One gripe I've really had, um, I was a huge, huge Hearthstone player uh, when it, you know, from inception. I really played it on PC. When it came out on iPad, I converted to the mobile. Sure. Uh, but one of the things I'm running into, you know, is the paywall, right? Like, I have not bought either of the expansions, and basically my deck at this point is worthless. Um, sure. Do you have plans to combat that or do anything with that? I do. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the, the entire inspiration of this was just based on you know me and my in my office just messing around and um where what it turned into is something i'm like you know i want more people to see this um it's not something that i'm trying to make just tons of money with it's like i want people to i want to be able to point to something out there in the real world that people are using and say yes that's mine that's the most important part to me so what i've done is i was like okay i don't want to have any content be exclusive to the person who pays the most it's not going to be a pay to win game like i just i hate that i don't want anyone to be overpowered just because they threw money at it so i'm it's pretty much a it's going to be a free to play to start and the currency that you gain in game just by playing it is the same currency that if you choose to make purchases in the game it will just give you more of that currency so if you really feel like you want to accelerate your gameplay and play you know way way more you can pay a little money to do that um but you're not going to be exposed to content that wouldn't otherwise be available if you didn't pay, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and another thing is I want the dollar to go a long way. Like I sometimes look at some of these games, I'm like, oh, you know, this character looks really fun. I'd love to, I'd love to unlock that content. Oh, but I need this special currency that I have to pay. And then I do the math and I'm like, whoa, wait, you want me to pay like $45 to unlock this one little character? And there's six characters to unlock? Like that to me doesn't add up. Because I can buy an entire, you know, Xbox or, or PlayStation game for a fraction of the cost what right. it takes to, for me to unlock your content. That's just ridiculous to me. So I'm like, you know what? I'd, I'd much rather have 100,000 people give me 99 cents than one person give me a million. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a tempty sure. amount, but I get so much more exposure. Like I said, I want something out there that I can point to and say, yes, people are playing this and they like it and it's fun and that's awesome. Yeah, and that's, I think that's cool that you have that inspiration because I think – at least in gaming today, you know, we talk about a lot this when we get on our gaming rants, but, you know, it's, I feel like games are more fun when they are more indie, right? Like, when you're not releasing a new AAA title every year and you have deadlines and stockholders to please, you can kind of... Yeah, exactly. I can, I can drive the entire content. I can, I can keep to what I find to be the passion behind why I did this to begin with. It's not, it's not about the money. It's not about the, you know, it's, it's all about the users. I want people to enjoy a game that, you know, I, I, I find my, I found myself looking at the, you know, the options of games that I had available and was like, you know what, I, I, I like this game, but I really would rather it be more like this. Or I'd like that game. And then eventually I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to build a game I want to play. And then I'm just going to share it with everyone else. Absolutely. Um, what games are you drawing inspiration from right now, or what stuff have you been playing that you're looking at that's just kind of encouraging you to go forward? 
Um, you know, like I said, Magic the Gathering, that was really the, the inspiration for the concept, the battle mechanics of the game. Um, as far as the MMO play style, I've been playing a little bit of the Heroes of the Storm, um, which is, you know, it's, it's a battle arena style. Um, I really enjoy the, the idea of other players being able to collaborate together. Um, there's a lot of MMOs out there that are very PvP-centric, or, or um, I would say the type of people who play most often are going to dominate over those that don't play as often. Um, whereas like Heroes of the Storm, it's collaborative. You're encouraged to work together. Um, I really enjoyed that aspect of it, so I built the game in very much around the idea that you are encouraged and rewarded for working together, but you're not actually punished if someone is more powerful than you and say beats you in the arena. The only thing that would happen in that case is that person would be rewarded, but you wouldn't have anything taken away from you. Um, so I, I do like that. I, I've been playing a lot of uh, other smaller games. There's one that I really like called Adventure Capitalist. It's a uh, it's an interesting game where you you accrue money based off of uh, essentially you're you're purchasing uh, lemonade stands and oil companies and that kind of stuff, and it, it just kind of accrues over time. But the the idea behind the game is it's a uh, it's a huge, massive, big number game, which uh, you know you, you'll eventually start making trillions and quadrillions and quintillions of dollars, and that's like nothing because it gets up to, you know, novemgentillion, some huge, huge number, which is just <laughs> retarded huge. Yeah, it's so much. It's so fun to just see these like these huge, huge numbers, and that's what's really captured my interest there. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I I I don't have as much time to play games as I used to because I've been so busy making my own game. It's kind of a weird conundrum, right? Like, you start working in gaming, like, what you loved becomes a job, and so you spend more time. Yeah. And I, and I do love playing my own game. Like, right? I, I, I kind sure. of, like I said, I've been kind of testing um, with different play characters, and, and I, you know, of course, running them all through scripts because there's nothing graphical to look at. But it is fun to watch. I'm like, oh, yeah, that kid, you know, my, my player over here kicked that guy's ass. That was cool. And now it's going to be like you'll people will battle you, and you'll be like the Matrix, where all you'll see are scripts, and they'll be looking at their cards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so let's talk about the tiers then. So I mean, with Kickstarter, for anyone anyone listening that has never seen Kickstarter, which it is, I guess, entirely possible. Um, right. So you know you have tiers. So you pick an amount to fund, and that amount gives you rewards based on that dollar. So what what does your tier system look like for Rage of Dra- Rage of the Dragon? Um, so, what I, what I decided to do with um, with Rage of the Dragon or Rage of Dragons was is um, I wanted to provide not only in game you know since the game is free to play there's really not like a a donation level where you get the game right like that's just available always so I had to figure out kind of a way to give a little bit of in game content um, f- based off of donation and then um, we actually just went straight to swag so uh, some of the some of the things you might get are in-game currency and packs uh, to start the game so as soon as you launch your character in the game there will be a bunch of uh, currency and packs available for you to start drawing from um, at a certain level uh, I'm going to give access to the beta to some of the users so I'm going to be launching a beta of this as soon as essentially as soon as I get the art- artwork in place as I'm kind of Putting the finishing touches on the on the uh, the graphics of animation of what you know what a fireball might look like. I'm going to put out 
a beta for that so that people can start to see the balancing of, of how the work cards work together and all that. Um, and so uh, one donation level, you'll get access to that beta. We're going to be doing t-shirts. We're going to be doing, like I, I mentioned, there's these feature votes. So the idea is you donate so much and you get 25 feature votes or 10 feature votes every year um, for the rest of forever. And then you can use those to kind of help drive the, where I take the game. Um, we're also going to be doing signed illustrations. So essentially posters, of some of the artwork with the logo on there and then a signature from, from the people who worked on it. Um, we're going to be doing collectible cards, actually. Uh, this one this one's kind of fun. We're, we're going to be doing – they, they have stretch goals and then pledge goals. And so the idea behind the pledge goals is I want to give this much money, and then this is kind of what I do as a thank you for, for donating that much. Whereas a stretch goal is more like if everybody together can reach this amount, then we will give everybody – this and uh, one of the first stretch goals, essentially meeting the fifteen thousand I've chosen as a stretch goal, is I'm just going to give everybody a printed collectible card in like a little protector case um, from one of the artworks that we decided to, to use and That'd and awesome. uh, yeah, it's just kind of a cool little collectible card of the image and everything. Um, one of the one of the cool things is as you know, typical of, of Kickstarters is as you get higher into the in the pledge goals, they have more exclusive rewards. And so what I've chosen to do is uh, the first tier of that is to actually be able to name a card in the game. So uh, you you know if you donate at, at that pledge goal or at that pledge tier, you're you can you can inspire the name of the, the card. So if you want to call it you know whatever, I, I am going to be reserving. It has to be in the spirit of the game. So if someone's like, I want it to be machine gun. Well, it's it's a fantasy game. So we're we're gonna let's can we work you know work together to get it. But uh, you you know they can totally choose the name of a card, and that's limited. And um, also there are going to be avatars that the people will be using to represent their characters um, at a certain pledge level. Uh, you will be able to inspire what that avatar looks like, whether that be sending a picture of yourself in for the artist to create a character based off what you look like, or if you just want to drive, you know, the, the the spirit of what it will look like. If you want to say, you know, I want it to be a serpent-looking thing or whatever, um, we're, we're going to be doing that for male and female type of avatars. And then um, another one, kind of the the final. Uh, pledge level is you're going to be able to not do that similar thing, but that avatar is exclusive to you. So the first level of avatars are going to be available to everyone, but you have your name you know, attached to it. This is your avatar. Um, this is your creation. It looks like you or whatever. Whereas the exclusive one is you created it and you're the only one who gets to use it. So the question is, is do you want everybody to play as you or do you want to only let you play as you? Right, right. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it sounds really intriguing. I like what you're doing with, you know, the idea of it. There's not really a paywall. Um, do you have any idea of what kind of monsters or or characters you're creating right off the bat so far, or do you have any any insight you can give us yet? Sure. Um, so the, the the two halves of the game, obviously, most games are. There's the PVE, the player versus environment, the story mode, and then there's the player versus player um, half of it. On the player versus environment, the story mode, you're going to be um, fighting against uh, different types of characters depending on how far you've progressed in the game. So to begin with, you're going to be fighting against like ogres and goblins. And then as you progress further, you're going to get to like wizards, um, necromancers, those type of things. And then uh, further along, you're going to get to like elementals, fire elementals, earth elementals, those type of things. Um, as far as the actual cards themselves, the first, um, like the launch set that it's going to come with are primarily all humanoid. They're going to be human-based 
um, cards. And we're I'm actually already talking with artists about moving the first expansion set into uh, creature-based. So there will be more um, uh, minotaurs and, and that kind of humanoid-ish, but more creature-based-ish. So to start, it's going to be mostly humanoid, uh, and then we're going to move into creatures after that. Awesome. And do you ever see now, and this is, this is just me being uh, greedy, but almost every game I play, if there's a choice of good or evil, I generally go evil. Like, you know, World of Warcraft, <laughs> I rolled undead. Oh, yeah. Um, Gotta go Horde. Yeah, 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 for the Horde. Um, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen. you didn't really have a choice. But most of those games, I try to lean to that side. Do you ever have, do you think you'll ever get to a point where maybe you'll release, like, an undead Horde type situation, or...? Um, you know, I, I actually hadn't considered factions, um, primarily because the... The cooperative gameplay of, of this is is entirely based on everyone working together against the enemies gotcha. and the, where, you know the, the 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 player you know NPC players, um, but I, that is that is entirely possible. I mean, we could definitely make factions and then create it so that uh, you know the PvP is uh, warranted by the faction differences and stuff. But right now, off the bat, off the bat, I don't have that in play. Sure, but it's always possible down the road, I'm sure. And that, oh, that's, absolutely. That's the neat thing. Um, well, really, so this is so the Kickstarter went up July 8th, correct? Yes. And it will be going for 30 days as this Kickstarter. 30 um, days, yeah, which I believe it's going to be August 8th, I think is yeah. the 30-day mark. Sounds about right. Where, um, Say I want to dig into a bunch of more information about the game. Where can I find you? Where can I learn about you? Uh, so I have a website up. It's uh, www.rageofdragons.com. Um, on there, you're going to find pretty much everything that you're going to find on the Kickstarter campaign with a lot more additional information. Um, the Kickstarter campaign obviously will show you everything you need to know about. Uh, we have a campaign video up there and all the goals and um, everything that, that you'd want to know for donation and everything's going to be available there. The actual website is going to contain more information around um, I'm going to be putting in the algorithms that I use for choosing the packs. So like how the packs are drawn, what kind of cards you can expect at what probabilities. Um, it's also going to talk about each type of ability available for the cards. So the cards themselves, you know, will have abilities like cleaving where if it attacks a card in front of it, it will do that damage to the left and to the right. Um, fireballs, there's going to be spell reflects, that kind of stuff. And so it's going to be essentially a wiki of all the abilities, how they all work, all the really... I'm just going to expose the entire algorithm behind how I decide what that damage means in the game so that people can plan their decks um, and follow the actual rules that the game play rather than trapping to try and guess it. Um, you know, I, I played, like you mentioned, wow, I played that in the past. And a lot of that is you just go up against the dummy and you start attacking and you're like, okay, it looks like my fireball's doing this much damage or my mortal strikes doing that much damage. And you kind of have to play with those numbers in order to give, get simulations of it. I don't want to have people have to do that. I will just generate, you know, at this level, it's going to be this percent of this number with this much of a probability distribution with, you know, and I'm going to just lay it out so that they can see all, you know, the whole data of it. Gotcha. And so uh, if I wanted like quick time updates on uh, social media, where would I find you? Okay. So I am currently uh, tweeting at, um, it's at Rico Cordova RSB. 
And uh, that's the re- – so Rock Solid Box is the company that I have that is actually going to be the one that owns the, the Rage of Dragons. And then there's also ROD RSB, which is Rage of Dragons Rock Solid Box. Um, I'm going to be using both of those. The ROD RSB is going to be reserved for updates of the actual – you know, the game, the, how the artwork is coming, whereas the Rico Cordova RSB is going to be more along the lines of, you know, hey, I just did this podcast. This was really awesome. Um, it, it's going to be more uh, kind of a sidestep of it but you could follow either one of those and you'll get plenty of information awesome and of course as the kickstarter draws uh through we'll be trying to keep you updated either via big shiny robot social media or entertainment is dead social media so make sure you go follow um rico cordova rsb um go make sure you get all his twitter handles followed give us a follow as well and we'll make sure we keep you up to date awesome. uh hey rico thank you so much for tuning to taking the time to talk to us about this and uh Good luck with Kickstarter, man. I hope it goes super well for you guys because I'm I'm looking forward to being able to beta test the game. So I really hope it. I want to see it go well for personal reasons as well as <laughs> I would love to see the. Uh, I love seeing good stuff come locally. So thank you for taking the time. Sure, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94th East, 7200 South in Midville, Utah. And you can find them online at bohemianbrewery.com. We're also brought to you by superherostuff.com and secretcompassonline.com. And be sure to check out bigshinyrobot.com and visit our, our podcast page for some more great podcasts in the Big Shiny Robot podcast family.